0: So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. I'm there. It's time for you to meet me. For over three decades, Halloween Horror Nights Orlando has mastered the art of the scare. we look into the past present and future of this amazing event, one discussion at a time, leaving no bone unturned. To so join us now as we open another tool inside, the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights.
1: Hello and welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. My name's Hunter, and like always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Matt. How's it going, Matt?
2: Good! How are you doing? My legs are finally have feeling again, so I'm looking forward to
1: cramping them up again tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I'm feeling <laughs> yeah. right now. I, But you know what? I'm enjoying it, uh, which is good. I mean, like, it's. I've realized I'm not a lazy person. I just really need motivation. I need the carrot on the end of the stick. I guess to,
2: that's to, a good way to, to get put, going. I guess that's a good way to describe that, actually. I was yeah. pretty excited. Um, to look at my health app on my phone and saw, I did like eight miles that opening night and thought that was pretty cool until I woke up and well, not the middle of the night, but more towards the early morning. Cause I didn't get home till two from all the, the eight gallons of water I drank to rehydrate myself. And my legs reminded me exactly how long eight miles is when you don't walk <laughs> eight miles on a regular basis.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, for sure. I, I joked the other day with a couple friends that this is the time of year. Normally, my health app is like, hey, walking less this year. You're walking less than you, you normally were. And then come September and October, they're like, hey, you're walking. I've I've gone up every year. So yeah. I guess it ends up happy with me. But yes, come August, I feel like a I feel like a grizzly bear kind of emerging <laughs> from hibernation, you know?
2: Yeah, I do. No, actually. <laughs> but Unfortunately, we're going every year.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So we know you've been waiting. We saw a couple requests that, hey, like what's going on? Where's the HHN thirty two instant reaction? It'll happen. But what we are what yes. we decided to do this year. What we've decided to do is actually do something a little bit more formal. And of course, we're going to do our final review like always. We'll probably save that for, you know, uh, at least a couple weeks after the event, uh, maybe even a couple months, just so we have time to reflect. But um, we just want to give you our initial impressions of HHN32. And I actually think we might be, I won't say more qualified, but I feel like we're more prepared than we normally are, Matt. because we. have We've had a chance to go through these houses and zones several times at this point.
2: And I just want to quick mention that there will be an opening night. It's going to be an opening night episode at this point now because Instant is two weeks gone, but it's just been... So those those are the absolute hardest ones to do every year. And apart from being hindered from one aspect of it and it being... The, the, when the event starts even earlier, it's not overlapping with something I spend nearly as much time on. I don't even have time to think about how I don't have time. Right now. So I will get (laughs) it. I will get it. But it's unfortunately gonna be a few weeks into the into the season. But it is our opening night episode. We did what we do every year. It's unfortunately just just gonna be later than usual. And and that's probably gonna be the norm considering there's really no stopping HHN for starting even earlier as we continue down in the future.
1: Yeah, no, totally. I hope we stick with September first. I really hope we don't go earlier know, than that. Right? <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. But I'm already looking at it. It's like, wow, I've I've already spent nine days in HHN <laughs> this month. <laughs> you know. Um, so yes, what's going to be fun though about those episodes is that you know podcasts do require a lot of editing and everything. So we're going to get that out for you guys or or Matt is. I just showed up and I just talked, (laughs) Um, but um, it's going to be interesting because you'll get to hear our initial impressions of houses, but you're going to get to hear our multiple run through impressions tonight. So it's just a fun order that we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Specifically, I can think of, uh, one example where opinions have shifted drastically. Oh God! From yeah, I mean, opening I, night walk there's,
2: <laughs> there's more than one for me. It's it's yeah, and it's it's a pleasant surprise overall.
1: So what we're going to do, we are going to do just quickly a spoiler free kind of overview of how we feel about the event, um, how it's kind of stacking up and where we hope that the event goes. And then, of course, we are going to dive into a spoiler reaction. We won't be giving away a play by play of the houses. We're just going to be talking about a couple of our favorite moments and things we really enjoyed from it. And not to get too far ahead, but there really is a lot to enjoy this year. And uh, I'm just really excited to be here, my friend yes i am as well all right so without further ado let's go ahead and dive into our first hhn 32 review HHN-32-1.0, we'll call it. This is the alpha version. Oh, I was like, wait a Whoa. minute. Wait a, sorry, you <laughs> threw me off.
2: Because hhn light in that numbering scheme, nine five or 30.1, That that's still fresh in my head. That's You screwed me oh, up yeah. for a second. But I see what you're saying now. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about our spoiler free thoughts of HHN 32. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, overall how we feel about the event, maybe about Dr. Oddfellow a little bit. And then we'll dive into, once again, without spoilers, into the scare zones and the houses. But, Matt, hhn thirty two. I've gotten to go with you a lot more than ever. Uh, I've been able to <laughs> already, kind of and we're only two weekends down. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. And you know why that is because we are having a blast That's at thirty two. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell the folks about it? I'm actually probably
2: going more on the average. Over. I know it's only two weekends. It's weird to say that, but I'm probably going more on the average than I have the past couple of years. Uh, it might, man, it sounds so weird to say, but it, because it always sounds like I repeat myself every year, but honestly, like, like I used, I think we had this discussion briefly. I don't remember if we recorded it or not, we always say it seems like the strongest lineup of houses this year. And I think the past two years, we had a situation where it's like in 30, we were happy to have it. So it was fantastic. And that made everything better. 31, things were a little more back to normal. No masks, no plexiglass, a little more interaction with characters. So that made it better than 30. Now I think that that is all said and done. I'm not going to say the entire situation is behind us because it's spiking again in new variations (laughs) and formats and people are getting sick, but it's not near what it was in 2029. All right, 2019.
1: What's that? As far as operationally, yes, nothing's right. happening, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, no,
2: yeah. yeah. Yep, that's what I'm trying to say. So um, now that I'm able to look at it in its full glory and kind of remember and get the past three years of things that were out, happening outside of HHN out of my mind and consideration, I really do think this might be one of the strongest lineup of houses, not only since then, but maybe since twenty one when Quint went for his first time,
1: oh wow. yeah, that's really high praise. And, I, you know, I maybe I've talked to you about it, but I kind of had a moment the last two years, which you kind of don't want to talk about on a podcast like this because you don't want people to get the wrong impression. But you you know, you kind of ebb and flow with things as time goes on. And it wasn't that I was falling out of love with the event. It just felt like, hey, you know, maybe this stuff I really enjoyed. Has come and gone, mm-hmm. and you know the event is something I love and I look forward to every single year. But it's just not going to grab me the same way that it did for some of my favorite year. My favorite year being twenty six that I've attended so far, and this year, just opening weekend, uh, the first two nights that Friday and that Saturday, I kind of just had a, <laughs> I was revitalized for sure. Um, I kind of had a, a come to Odd Fellow moment. And I, was <laughs> <you> like, <laughs> and I was like, no, it, you know, it wasn't that, you know, I was feeling tired of this thing. I love it just as much as I always have. I just don't think that the lineup resonated with me as much as it as it could have. And, and maybe that's the houses. Maybe that's the zones. Maybe it's a couple different things. But this year, I feel like my fandom, my enjoyment of the event has spiked and I'm really enjoying it just as much as some of my favorite years, like that aforementioned 26. Mm-hmm. I just think this is a really strong year. Um, I will go ahead and say, we're going to talk about Scare Zones in a little bit, but you know, I, I don't want to speak for Matt, but me personally, Scare Zones are not my focus on the event. That's a separate discussion we can go into, but just the house lineup itself is so incredibly strong this year with only one sort of miss, in my opinion, um, that it's I'm just ecstatic, and I pretty much want to go almost every single night that I can. I (laughs) got I got to listen to my body and take breaks, but there is just an excitement where in the last couple years, maybe motivation wasn't as high. Where only you know, I liked three or four things, but I didn't like. You know, it, it's hard to find that motivation to use that word again, yeah. to show up and park at the garage and walk through City Walk and then it's all the chaos it, of HHN.
2: It's a three-tier you know? commitment. It's it's you yeah. have to you have to get through parking, which no matter what time you, you have go, to there's, drive there yeah, in the first yeah. place, right? And there's always gonna be some kind of wait in parking. I mean, some have been surprisingly far better than other nights, but there's always gonna be some kind of wait and then you have to walk there. Walking there is usually not the not the chore. Then you go through the event, which is probably the most effortless part of it. But then you have to decide when you're going to go home. Are you going to cut yourself a little short, or are you going to leave with the masses and fight the traffic? It's it's a that's the third tier. So yeah, you're not just going. You you got to think this through of what you want to do, and that stopped me from going a lot the past two years. This year, it's like okay, yeah, I can deal with seven thirty. Parking traffic, I'm good with that. I was like, I yeah, you know I'm going to leave it at one just to avoid. It's like, you know, it's, it's like a really almost a no brainer every time I ask myself these questions.
1: Yeah, no, entirely. And, and a lot of that for me is just due to how much I'm enjoying yep. the house lineup yeah. this year. Like this year, when I am there, instead of, you know, I just remember the last two years, I was kind of like, hey, you know, I really want to go see this one thing and maybe we'll catch like three or four more right. things. And then, you know, I'm, I, I don't really care if I see the rest of it. Um, the last four or five nights that I've attended, I have seen at least 80% of the event. I've done all 10 houses on two separate occasions now. Wow. in um, one evening. And that's just how much I'm, I'm enjoying the house lineup this year. And I, I really can't think of a a better uh, praise for, for this year than, than that. I actively want to go wait in line, yeah. <laughs> go through all the process <laughs> you just said, then wait in line, which even with express, you know, sometimes you got to hang out for a Ooh, minute. Yeah. I was caught in a
2: big, a big, uh, what do you call it? Operational yeah. mistake. The one night, <laughs>
1: that was, that was a lot. We, we were in, we expected it, but with last of us the other night, we were stuck in the express line for about 35 minutes, but it was, you know, it's one of those things you always got to remember if it's posted at 105, 35, you're still doing pretty good, but yeah, my point being is well, all of posted that to at 25
2: say, and you're waiting 38 and express something, something went terribly wrong.
1: Something is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you opening weekend. Any
2: mistakes after uh, that? Yeah. I was, it's it's I was, over. I was, I was not mad. I was just kind of like, oof, that's some, something got screwed up because it was, it was up to me to decide. I, I had my phone in front of me, like everybody else in line. I knew when 25 minutes passed and I decided to continue to wait. So who's to blame there?
1: Well, that just that proves how much you enjoyed yourself yep, when you're exactly. <laughs> waiting for it. But yeah, I, I guess that's kind of my general impression. And we'll dive further into it, why we're enjoying it so much. But did you have anything to just kind of set up this spoiler free before we go further in? Not
2: really. No, I think we actually put, laid the, <laughs> laid the groundwork and set some pretty high bars to try to prove our theories with here in this episode. Prove our I think work. That's should. what I meant
1: to say. Damn, I fucked that up. But you know what I meant. <laughs> I knew what you meant. Yep. Yeah. I think we should open up uh, by talking about, let's talk about Dr. Oddfellow himself, just because he is the figurehead of the event. And we actually, it is indisputable at this point. We actually have an icon year, which is crazy to me. We've talked for years that this was never going to happen again.
2: <laughs> no, I, I don't know about that. I don't know if we just, decide- I don't think I ever threw in the towel. There never being one again, but there were, um, it was when the time was right. And I think the time was right again with getting through the past three years of HHN, including HHN light and having something strong enough to make an icon instead of kind of picking a very, uh, what's a, uh, what's a word I'm looking for. A very, uh, Shit! <laughs> I love when I do this—just picking a character because they seem to be a fan favorite. They went into this with, yeah, the, yeah, with yeah. the with the um, thought of Oddfellow being the icon, and I don't know why it's so dispute Why? I mean, like I said, no, why does it have to be disputed? Why? 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 why who is getting upset? on either side of the argument and why i don't understand what's going on
1: i you know i've seen such crazy stuff as lady luck is constantly being forgotten and chanced like i've seen also i think do they
2: need to do to apologize to lady luck at this point if you're that upset about it
1: I agree, and I think most people are just shouting at Clouds for a couple of X likes or whatever. But anyways, I feel like maybe there was discussion before the event opened (laughs) up, because even I was kind of like, ah, we'll wait and see, because a lot of us kind of associate the classic marketing with the icons. And obviously, they're never going to take that approach again oh no but no, no, no. <laughs> as far as the incorporation into the event yeah um there there's no dispute any further from anybody
2: and how far have we come in just maximizing the space when i say we i mean really the art and design and the people that build the houses how far has it come since we've been go just even since you've been going that the icon house is in a tent and it really doesn't feel much shorter if any shorter than any other house in any other building
1: yeah, no, it's, uh, we, we'll, we'll talk about that because okay. we definitely have things to say about that okay. one. But yeah, just, it is very cool. I, I think you were kind of touching on this a little bit earlier, but it is incredibly cool that they pulled this character out of the HHN lore and have decided to make him the focal point of the event. And I don't, uh, this isn't a spoiler. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. If you're upset about this, I don't know what to tell you. But to have full faith in the icon and not just inadvertently make it another Jack year. Yes, uh, that's what I was. That was my crazy b- to me biggest
2: yeah. fear. And I, I made that. I think I made that clear on a couple episodes leading up to this. that I was really worried that's what it was going to turn into, or
1: or B rather. Yeah, and I mean. All the pieces were there, not, you know, maybe <laughs> ye of little faith, right? But <laughs> when we went in, but just like it would have been incredibly easy for them just to revisit that. Yep. Well, and I'm so glad that they have the restraint where they use Jack very appropriately in a couple of areas, but he himself does not show up in any part of this event nope. um, in a, a main focal point way. And that's very cool
2: yes I agree I was very very happy to I was gonna say see that but I guess not see that in a sense
1: now it's a shame Dr. Oddfellow's zone is is <laughs> kind of forced into the corner there that right? that is so
2: weird are we yeah. in the spoilers now should we give the no okay I all think right okay I'll wait till yeah, get to I think that,
1: we've got a little bit more to say okay but, all, uh, right. all right then yeah, yeah we'll
2: revisit that because I, I questioned what the hell <laughs> we're thinking Really is what it comes <laughs> down to.
1: I think it was an experiment that didn't work out. But like you said, we'll see we'll, that. Get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll get there for sure. But um I, I guess let's let's talk real quick, once again, spoiler free about that. Um, scare zones. It's kind of been up and down. I've seen some people that are like, Hey, I like so and so and so and so. I've also seen a see C- equal amount of people that are like, Hey, I you know, scare zones are lacking this year. Where are you sitting on that side of the fence?
2: I think they're lacking, but I also yeah. – you you said it for me in the opening that I, I usually don't go – the only time I ever went for Scare Zones was when Hellbilly Deluxe was there, and that's because I'm a huge Rob Zombie fan, and that, that I I think the Scare Zone was good. I remember the night, the first night we, we went, the group we were in the tour with, this guy was extremely yeah. unhappy with it, and we had to re-record our reaction because he talked right over it. But I that was <laughs> okay. like the only time I was ever – Going specifically for a scare zone. I mean, I've liked scare zones. I've liked Killer Clowns. I liked um Dead Man's Wharf. I've there's a lot yeah. I could name that I liked, but I I that was never like when of my hype list, never, never did scare zones was that on my mind when I walked in the park. I was headed to a house and if I went through a scare zone, fantastic. But that's never been my priority. It's a bonus when it's something I like, but it's it's just never been my focus. And it, I, my opinion is they are lacking. They're, 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 there's been better years, even post pandemic, I think, of scare zones, but that doesn't really affect my opinion of the overall or my overall opinion of the event in any way, shape, or form, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. And I know that there are people out there that are diehard scare zone people. So hopefully, you know, you found some stuff to cling into this year. But for me personally, Houses are, are why I go to HHN. I want yep. to see the houses, and that is why I pay the extreme price of having Express so I can <laughs> get into and out of those houses. Um, so houses are, to be completely honest, almost 100% of the event for me. It's it, It's not that I undermine scare zones and think that they're not important. It's just not why I go. So with that said, scare zones for me are kind of like they're are the extra filling inside of the cupcake or the cake. <laughs> it like houses houses and theming, I guess just in general, are the that is the entire cake. And then scare zones are the bonus little surprise treat. But every year, I've always had some sort of scare zone since I've been going that I've clung on to, whether that was killer clowns or whether that was trick-or-treat or twisted tradition, like there's always been zones that have resonated with me and have been places that I want to hang out. Even last year, um, this is probably the first year, even on some of the the iffier years that I've been, that I don't think that I'm going to miss any of these scare zones once they're gone. Yeah. I, I could become more nostalgic for it after, you know, a couple more weeks of going through it. But truth be told, I, I'm kind of viewing a lot of these zones as flybys. And I, I really, <laughs> at this point, if you haven't captured me even on my, you know, first or second walkthrough, there's one I like, but I, you know, I, the scare zones, unfortunately are a miss for me this yeah. year.
2: Having said all that though, I will say that if they weren't there, it's wouldn't feel like an HHN event. So while they're not really my thing this year and not, they're not I don't dislike them and I'm glad they're there at whatever my quality or opinion of their quality is, because without them, it wouldn't feel the same.
1: Absolutely. And that goes without a doubt. And I will even say, you know, I'm going to go to a couple of regional park like hunts uh, in, in October and that sort of thing. And I just know that while I'm there. I'm going to gain a fonder appreciation yeah. oh, for sure. HHN yeah, scare sense. zones yep. and <laughs> the, the elaborateness that that HHN does. But I just think being honest with myself and <laughs> with you, this is kind of an open discussion, right? Um, unfortunately, there's nothing this year where I'm like, oh, that's great. I can't wait to walk through that every night. Um, I'm so focused on houses. And maybe that's just a testament to how strong this house lineup is. Yeah. but. <laughs> Yeah, well, we won't talk house specifics, but, you know, we keep talking about how great the house lineup is. So before we get out of the spoiler free section, I think we should just real quick, Matt, if you want, can we talk about like our highlight houses? Like what we think are the let's say you've got four houses you can do. Which ones are you going to prioritize?
2: Okay, well, that's pretty easy because. I have three that are fighting for my number one for very different reasons. So I'll tell you my, those three, and these are no, these are not one, two, three. These are three that are all fighting for number one. They're in that top One A, one B, one C. Nope, nope. They got the same amount of, same amount of game points. They got the <laughs> same amount of goals. They got the same amount of all-star players. Everything's dead even. And that is all universal. Right. universal monsters, of course, which is a surprise to nobody. Dueling dragons, which is probably also a somewhat very small surprise to people. The biggest surprise, not only for me, but for anyone listening and maybe even for you, except that you've been with me through almost all my runs of these is the darkest
1: deal. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, you wanted four. Shit. Okay. Um uh, I mean we could do three, but yeah, uh, I think four like (laughs) you have no express. (laughs) You're getting there at nine PM. What are the four that you could try to run through?
2: Well, I'm gonna go based solely on my numbers, and Oddfellow is the one I went to the most after those three. So I guess Oddfellow just based on statistics right now.
1: All right good stuff well i'm gonna copy a couple here's that episode
2: of the simpsons where the kids were lost on an island and at the very end they have james Earl jones goes and the kids were rescued by oh let's say mo that's how i felt like picking my fourth (laughs) house there
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes i can actually hear it (laughs) as we speak (laughs) well you know i'm gonna do things a a little uh, you know i i'm gonna definitely hit on a couple of those because universal's monsters unmasked um Matt, we've talked about it. Just a very strong addition to the Universal lineup and possibly one of our favorites. We'll, we'll get into it. Yep. Darkest Deal is my favorite original um, that's not Dueling Dragons, so shout out to those two. Um, Darkest Deal is incredible, and I could even see Darkest Deal really sneaking into that top spot for me as, as you know the event goes on. It just depends on if we keep having the runs keep getting better every time I go through it. So if they keep improving, I I don't know where this is going to end right. up. But yeah, Dueling Dragons, I really want to recommend because I imagine if you're listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights or any HHN podcast, you probably have an affection for the Universal theme parks. And you probably remember the Dueling Dragons attraction. I will say, I know some people aren't into the fantasy setting. If you are totally not into dragons and knights and wizards and that sort of thing. I don't blame you if this house doesn't work. Go do something else instead, but it is a good house, especially for me. Um go do Yeti. Yeti's great. But <laughs> and then I would say finally, you know, we have some real heavy hitter IPs, but I'm actually going to surprise people here uh, because you listen to the the hype episode. I won't give you spoilers, but Exorcist Believer is a massive surprise this year. And <laughs> The waits are short. I think, like the the word is still getting out. It's usually for a chunk of the night. Right now, you know, if you're coming into October, I can't, I can't tell you. But you know, I'm seeing it usually kind of rock out in that 35, 45 minute spot. And um, I'm just saying, people are people are kind of undervaluing it. And I'm hoping it finds its footing as time goes on.
2: This is literally the the house that I literally forget is there. I will sit there and I'll be like, okay, like I try to get, I, I, I've i been going in during the week, definitely during the week, I go in a little late and I leave a little early and I like to try to get all 10 houses between those two nights and I'll sit there and I'll count them down. I'll be like, and I always get the nine. I'm like, what fucking house am I forgetting? And I pull up the app on my phone. I'm like, exorcist. I forgot it again. I keep forgetting that
1: house <laughs> exists. Oh man. No, no way. I went through that house uh, pretty much completely alone with my girlfriend the other night and They didn't even go after her. They went after me and I got my shit rocked, my friend. (laughs) It was, it was a lie. That is exorcist and, um, darkest deal are two of the scariest houses this year quite easily. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the other big boys, stranger things, last of us and everything, but, uh, just shout out to those because really impressed me. Um, but yeah, anything that you want to talk about real quick before we get into the spoiler discussion. Um,
2: I will say I don't have any opinion on the show. I've heard I've I've seen really good things about people whose opinions that line up with a lot of what I like at Hollywood Horror Nights. I've not seen it yet. And I, that's mainly now because I, I now we're getting towards the weekends where I have people coming in out of state that will want to see it. So I'm like, okay, I know I'm gonna definitely gonna see it with at least two or three times with them. I, I might as well just wait now and just get that get my um, fix of my houses before I I'm on someone else's uh, schedule. So I will see it. I haven't seen it, but I'm a lot more eager to see it than I was before the, the um, event started.
1: Yeah. Maybe we got to plan a night to go together because I, uh, I am one of those people that unfortunately, unless I am going with somebody who really wants to see it, I could probably go the whole season without and that is no complaint about the show itself and definitely not the talent involved i'm just enjoying hitting houses so much that i get distracted and time runs out <laughs> if it keeps if it's as
2: busy as it was the last two years or, or as popular it's going to be a fourth level of planning because now you're going to have to plan to there's no um fast pass or express pass for that you going to have to plan to wait in line to get into that now so that's a that's a new level of uh of uh, uh planning. I could, well, like I was saying, you earlier, and
1: I, you and I will bring our our tents. We'll yeah, camp. out. No, 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 we'll, no. we'll bring a six pack. Never It'll did that drunk. for a movie.
2: Not gonna do it for a dance show, especially in the <laughs> Florida heat we've had. Which is that's probably about that is my biggest complaint. Is like oh my, what the hell, Florida? You are literally this this could be my last H H N just because it's going to freaking dehydrate me like to the point of I'm a like the. I don't even know what, uh, what's uh, dehydrated, what the, I don't even, a raisin. That's the worst comparison I could think of because I didn't plan this bit ahead apart. So.
1: Can you uh, can you play some California raisins? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we make that happen? I was going to say one of the the husks from was, Toby Hooper's life what's, force. But what's yes.
2: frustrating the shit out of me is I have a picture of a movie character in my head and I can't place what it is. That's what I was trying. That's why I was stammering so long trying to remember what it is and I can't freaking remember it now. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find yeah, it. You'll bring it. it, up lo- it looks like it looks like one of the um, was it the Winter Walkers or Wind Walkers from Game of Thrones, but not blue. It's like brown and and it's it's a classic movie and for the life of me i cannot freaking remember
1: the movie now so oh the only thing i can think of that's kind of withered and husky is the uh the zombie from return of the living dead no when she's no, on the operating not, table
2: no no it's not that I, I might be thinking of the corpse on the spikes in indiana jones
1: oh okay there you go you could we could even tie this into universal you could say you look like one of the corpses in uh king kong over at islands of adventure
2: okay let's go with that can can we all edit right. that in can we take out all yeah. that uh all that unnecessary stammering i think people i think people tune in for it so I'll leave
1: it in. We'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> All right. So this is your warning. Uh, we are going to be moving into the spoiler reactions here. We're going to be talking uh, briefly about the scare zones and our impressions of those. And then, of course, we will be diving not into full detail just yet, but we will be spoiling some key moments for the HHN 32 house lineup. So uh, once again, final warning, get out of here. We love you. Thank you for the download. If you need time to get away,
2: rewind to me trying to remember what movie scary character I was thinking of. That's long enough to go shopping and come back and miss everything.
1: Make sure to check out what we say in the shadows and horrors from the vault. That's right. Tales from the Crypt fancast. All right. Now that that those losers are gone, Matt, (laughs) um, (laughs) let's talk real quick about the scare zones. And I think we should start exactly... Where we started to go down that pathway and then retreated. Let's talk about Dr. Oddfellow's collection of horrors because boy, is this zone not getting any favors right now. Uh,
2: first, can I say overall, the scare zones are there scare zones or are there just four sections of, of really foggy pathways in the park right now? Because my God, and it's, 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 I think it's more of a weather problem. I think the humidity is so bad that that those timed. Fog machines keep going to their programming, but the fog that was shot off before it isn't dissipating. It, it is so foggy in <laughs> most of the scare zones, I literally cannot see. You were you were next to me. You couldn't have been any closer to me if I was uh, stumbling or hanging on you, stumbling out of a bar. That's how close you were. I was telling you a story and I had to stop because I couldn't see you. I was like, I don't even know if he's here anymore. Someone might have come and taken them away. It's that foggy.
1: We we were stumbling out of a bar, but the <laughs> bar was happened to be a jungle of doom yeah. expedition it's, horror. <laughs> but it's, yeah. It's, it, it just sorry. It
2: just for the people that didn't turn it off on the spoilers, I thought of the dried up shriveled body that I was thinking of. The poltergeist bodies at the end.
1: Oh, okay. That was okay. a joke the I was stretching for could not get it. Yep. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, No, you brought up something there that I definitely think we should hit on because with the exception of Vamp and Jungle of Doom, you can just tell that the scare zones aren't anywhere <laughs> near as elaborate as they normally are. Right. And that's probably, you know, there there's discussion that budgets are reduced for scare zones this year. Who knows if that went into the houses, which is great in my case. But, you know, but it's the scare zones are definitely the good news is there's lots of scare actors the bad news is that there's really nothing out there for them to interact with beyond yeah. once again minus jungle and vamp which is a huge change from the last couple years as far as scare zones have been very elaborate over the last few years and uh minus avenue of the stars obviously um but yeah this is like you get Three props for, for Scarezone. <laughs> Enjoy it. Well, going
2: back to where this started, before I went on my fog tirade um, or whatever you want to call it, um, that odd, the oddfellas named Scarezone. That is so. That is a literally blink and you'll miss it. If you're not already aware of how, I guess small. Do you say it's small? What do you say? It's small. I guess it's short. It's. Once you're through the 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 arch or not even the arch, the uh the the um it's not even scaffolding, but I guess the, the Halloween horror nights grid, I don't know what you would call it. Once you're ten, fifteen feet past that, it's done and now you're lit up by the new minions land. I don't know if they're trying to show that off or what, but it is I don't remember any of them being that short, like as as far as the walking distance to get through.
1: Yeah, it's incredibly short. And Oddfellow just feels like an extension of Dark Zodiac, like yeah. they're they're the same zone as far as I'm concerned. It almost works which either. It works. Oh, go better, ahead. It
2: almost works better leaving Dark Zodiac towards the entrance of the park and 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 just continuing on to Odd Fellow, then going through Odd Fellow and heading straight down to the yeah. uh, first house. It, that because that's just so short and so man just surprisingly short is really the the term that keeps coming to my mind and i always forget i'm like it can't be as short as i remember
1: oh yeah this is as short as i remember maybe shorter which if you're listening to the spoiler cast whether or not you just don't care or whether you've been you know this section it's not the traditional avenue of the stars which goes between uh, minion mayhem and what was previously shrek 40 this is like directly in front of the today cafe and the bright Fluorescent lighting of today cafe <laughs> doesn't really help this zone either. Right. Um, I really do think the best way to see this is exactly how you said when you were leaving for the night and you walk through Zodiac and then you're like, oh, that's cool, this little caravan thing. Um, but yeah, it unfortunately it is underserved. It is shoved directly in front of. If you don't know where it is, it's in front of the Universe st- Store slash the the Hello Kitty Shop, and uh, it's it's literally like. Not even the size of that building. It right. is just a tiny plot of land. And maybe the zone has some cool stuff in it. The truth is that I haven't seen. <laughs> I mean, minus the Odd Fellow stage show, which happens. yeah Really yeah. nothing happens over there. And it's so small. There's not a lot of scare actors. I guess there's still walkers, which is fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is. I've seen the scare actors and the makeup
2: is always the costumes, the masks, everything that goes into it are always always top-notch. It's just, there's... And what's really weird is that it doesn't feel... It feels like for the amount of room they use, they're using the right amount of characters. It's not like they're filling it in with as many characters as they'd have if they had 10 times a room. So that all feels right. It's just so short.
1: Yeah, it's, it's incredibly small for what already... Was a small zone, Uh, whether it was uh, Harvest or whether it was an arcade, that section was never very elaborate. Mm. So it's not really, you know, the lack of stuff in the zone. It's just how it feels even more compact because they're not stretching through, you know, that uh, that little alleyway. Um, I think I think it's safe
2: to stop wishing we're going to get flying characters like we had with the flying monkeys. I think those days are gone. I think anything that involves that much rigging is probably the insurance cost is not worth the the effort.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, why don't we, because we've already talked about it briefly, let's go ahead and talk about Dark Zodiac because okay. this is the zone that has been rumored for a long time <laughs> yeah. that they're doing this this Zodiac zone. It's finally here and Unfortunately, um, the the zone is not nearly as elaborate as Graveyard was last year, True. and I feel I feel that's maybe holding it to an unfair standard because I really think that's one of the great Hollywood zones. But this year, I just think it really could have been something very elaborate and very neat, and. This does not come together at all. It, this, it looks like people in robes wandering around Hollywood and universal. <laughs> this is one of the
2: two foggiest scare zones so far. It is so the thog- fog is so thick. It's it's almost like ridiculous. And I th- I posted that my first night on X. I think that's the last tweet I made because my God, that turned into a cesspool overnight again But I posted a picture of how foggy it was and said, stay foggy, everyone. And you could not see shit in that picture. It was just nothing but fog.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just reminded of, you know, they could have done stuff where... They could have projected like the Zodiac symbols on the buildings yeah, like they yep. did for like Terminus for for the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of and just even some of the elaborate stage show stuff that we've seen in that zone before, whether that was Vanity Ball. I brought up Graveyard, um, even Chucky. And th- there was just way more they could have done with stage and set design in the zone. And unfortunately fog is very much a band-aid on this it, zone. It I is guess noticeable. That's is that you think that's why they're filling
2: it? I I still think Absolutely. I still think it's semi environmental too. I think it's just it's so humid. Been so humid except for one night because I did notice that night it was better. But it's been so humid that it has nowhere to go. It's just going to hang cuz the, the air is so heavy.
1: No, I uh, unfortunately being being quite frank, I think Okay. that that the fog is just a bandaid for an underdeveloped zone right now. Well, and that. the scare actors are doing their best. <laughs> I actually really like the creatures. Yeah. I do like that. This is where we get the chainsaws, but even, uh, you know, I forgot to bring up Eddie zone from 30, which was really cool. This, uh, unfortunately I, I, it feels like the right idea and it's the right execution as far as the characters, but they were really let down by the set design of this. Zone. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I and and the the characters I've seen are great. I actually somehow found both my zodiac symbol stage and character. I don't know how because normally I can't see anything in that zone, and I'm looking more down towards my feet to make sure I am not about to step on someone in front of me.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And it does it does pain me. I do have friends that are in the zone Mm -hmm. and like. I know they're working it and literally the issue is definitely not the scare zone. Um, as far as like the scare actors, it's you don't have a lot to play with. God, and I feel yeah. like this elaborate of a, a setting would have allowed them to do some really interesting things that just didn't happen this year. And I feel like the only reason it didn't happen once again, unconfirmed is just because the budget for scare zones wasn't there like it has been for previous years. Gotcha.
2: I was actually going to make the observation that it's dark on dark. That's always for when they when they change the lights in there or turn down the, the normal park lights. It's very dark. They're putting dark sets in a dark spot, but they did that last year, so that's really not anything different. They just had, like you said, a ton more. I am I am dodging people as opposed to objects like last year. There was it was almost maze like. It yeah. wasn't maze like i mean i'm not going to say everything was tight corridors and whatnot but you couldn't really walk you couldn't walk down the middle of the street literally you'd have to get out of the way of something and chances are there's something hiding behind that because they knew you'd had to do that i don't think if i from what (laughs) memory i have uh, of that zone again attributing it to not being able to see anything in it i don't think any of that's there this year
1: and what Matt and I are saying is that bring back nightmares. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been ten years. Hey, I can see nightmares. what's going on in that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was only like what four feet long. Yeah. So you <laughs> remember, the but Shrek if you got alley by the chain link fence,
2: it could have been twelve feet long because you had to keep <laughs> making turns and getting away from it. Uh, nightmares. It was better. Right. It was better the first week. Oh, wait, I'm just... something different. Sorry,
1: <laughs> something different, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Well, let's talk about the zone that I know you have a vendetta against. Like, you, I've seen you fly into rages when you're walking through here. And because, and you brought it up earlier. Jungle of Doom, Expedition Horror. Uh, like, I started with, this is the only zone that I've connected with, and I think that is because... I don't know how. This zone... I have just, no idea how. It's so packed with stuff, and I actually think the story that they're telling is very cool in this zone.
2: I don't mean... I don't mean I don't know how because of the story and the things and the characters. I mean, how did you see any of the story and the scenes in the characters? It's a great house if you look up, or a great um, scare zone if you look up. I can see the bats' eyes and the lights in the trees. That thing, maybe it's bad timing, or maybe it's a little bit of everything we talked about with this fog. That fog in there is so that you were, we were shoulder to shoulder. I could not see you. It was crazy and I have not seen anything there. And I've been saying this for years, that is it, that is the biggest bottleneck of the park period. And they just, I, as much as I used to love, that used to be my favorite scare zone every year, no matter what they did with it, because it was always so elaborate. It felt so Halloween. The lighting was always fun to play with in the trees In the past like few years, it's, it's gotten awful to, to traverse. And I, I, I know it's a very unpopular opinion, but they should stop using that as a scare zone.
1: You, you say hard to see, hard to get through, hard to navigate, all of that fun stuff. And uh, I actually say... Um, I, I say it adds to the theming, except um, because but but
2: one of those has to go misty, in order for
1: me to, misty, to do it. fun
2: jungle stuff. It's not misty. It is you're walking through a cloud.
1: <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. Um, <laughs> well,
2: congratulations, you've done it nine times if you, at least. If so you've far.
1: ever wanted to be Superman, you can fly through a cloud in this zone. Is what I'm saying. I've but
2: gotten. The, I've, I've had some characters next to me. I got to see them. They're great. I you. You put a thousand dollars in front of me and say describe describe one set piece in there. I'd be like, I can't do it. I can't, I, I could say it's dark and oh, it looks looks on. like it's in the woods. There's the crash
1: plane. I haven't, there's I
2: skeletons. Seen, I'm telling you, I've seen I haven't seen shit. And maybe I believe you. I believe you. But you okay? You cannot deny that the night we went through it was so foggy we couldn't see each other. It was
1: incredibly foggy.
2: Now. Yes. To my defense and to let you have your say and not, not say you're wrong, that's what it's been like me for every time. So it might be unfortunate timing for my part. I actively avoid going through that scare zone because, of, because it's so freaking jam-packed with people and now the fog on top it's been bad. So I haven't been through it near as much as you, but I'm telling you every time I've gone through it, it was like that time you and I went through it.
1: I feel like you're not going to have to wait too long because soon there's going to be so many people walking through there. Mm-hmm. Fog will not stick around. Okay. Yeah, and that in that point, you're not even going to want to walk through it because there's too many people for you to through.
2: I will lose, lose. I will want to. I do want to see it. And Maybe my best bet, honestly, is oh god, is hate, I really hate to do this. Be my day best screen. bet. Yeah, but yeah, and go through when the, that's broad day daylight. Light, but that's not yeah. going to be as fun.
1: Well, maybe if you just have a feel for it beforehand. I guess, yeah, it'll make the nighttime I mean, navigation. I'm sure,
2: I'm sure I am pissing off people left and right with this, but man, I am telling you, I have not been able to see my hand in front of my face any time through now. Granted, it's not been as many times as probably everybody else listening to this, but the times I've been through it, I could not. I feel like the guy in Spaceball, I ain't seen shit.
1: My uh my handler is writing you an email for after the show so we can negotiate your your hatred of I don't Google hate
2: YouTube. it I don't <laughs> hate it I haven't seen enough of it, any of it to say anything about it Yeah so don't yeah. put words in my mouth I don't oh, I haven't yeah. I don't have an opinion other than it's foggy
1: <laughs> which uh, has become the catacomb staple so Yeah stay there foggy you go So it, I then. guess
2: I should be happy about <laughs> it although. And the t-shirt says, see you in the fog. Bullshit. I ain't going to see nothing in the fog. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm i want to get a shirt. I'm going to put bullshit anything. on the back. It'll say, see you in the fog. On the
1: back says, bullshit. <laughs> I ain't making out anything. <laughs> well, don't forget, folks. We have new merch in the shop uh, that says Jungle of Doom appreciator and Jungle of Doom hater. I don't so, hate uh, it.
2: Stop <laughs> putting that label on
1: me. <laughs> uh, all right. So the bad news is there's no there, there's nothing going on in Springfield this year. Yeah, that's um, surprising. It feels Although, pretty quiet. Yeah, I mean yeah. I guess
2: that is it's become I believe maybe I'm wrong. I haven't I don't track this. It seems to be more of a food destination than it's ever been before. There seems to be more stands, people eating inside the Springfield area and then you got that giant new bar right at the kind of exit of it where animal the that little area behind animals actor actors is
1: oh yeah i keep forgetting that's back there when that used to be my reprieve center yeah. that's where i used <laughs> yeah. to, to hang this out be my so.
2: shortcut yeah constantly i'm yeah. like well not anymore mm-hmm. it's oh it still kind of is it's still pretty roomy it's still back there.
1: So, it's usually yeah. pretty good i feel like a lot of people don't know it's back there yeah. um which helps but yeah nothing in springfield which is a little surprising after the last couple years um we, you could pretty much always rely on chainsaw clowns, and that's not a thing. And um, I don't know. I appreciate that it seems more manageable, and I'm having an easier time finding spots to, to sit this year than ever, which is great. Um, <laughs> but we do need to discuss the uh, Duftober controversy, Matt, because uh, yeah. Duftober has skyrocketed. <laughs> now, who started the rumor that it's 1650? Um, Well, don't give me. All right.
2: Do do we know know who started? I don't want to. I don't want to call somebody out. Was it specifically started by a person? And what was their empirical evidence? Because I've gotten several, and it's fourteen twelve. Even with twenty percent tip, it doesn't quite hit sixteen fifty. We can still argue the price. I'm not going to say that's cheap, but but I went into this and seeing the being told by numerous people, it's sixteen fifty. I was all prepared for stickers. I'm like, ah, that's not sixteen fifty.
1: Now, didn't we think that there was possibly a chance that it was cheaper out uh, indoors than it was well, at the outside bar some, or something like had that? Someone told us
2: you don't have to tip inside because they don't have the line for the tip on there. Well, that was oh. incorrect because I got my first one inside and there was a line for a tip on the receipt. <laughs> Which, for the record, we want to tip. That's I do. Yeah, I do. I tip, practice, I tip service yes. people that my, my grandmother raised my father and aunts with on uh, th- her whole life as a as a waitress and she drove instilled into us that you know, how important tips are to the service industry and I I always th- even even when I have had some shitty service <laughs> with a shitty service I look at the tip I go I'm gonna, like put a dollar I'm like no I'm not going to put a dollar and I put the right amount I cannot not tip. I know that was a double negative, but that yeah, I always tip. So even when that spot isn't there, I've actually written it in. I do this at, um. oh man, I don't know if I want to say the place. There's a local brewery here that doesn't have that on their receipt and I make a spot for it so that they make sure they know to put their tip in the register.
1: This has been good guy tips. <laughs> 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 um but no i i think that yes we could have a discussion i brought it up as a joke but universally you've priced me out at, at drinking at the parks so i'm not gonna lie <laughs>
2: i will say that, okay so now let's go back to with tip you're close uh, to 1650 we're talking about a dollar an ounce at this point and I, I i i without hesitation sent you a picture this weekend i was shopping at Publix. And I go down the beer aisle this time of year, which is daytime, because I always go down the beer aisle at Publix. And lo and behold, there is a twelve cold pack, ice cold twelve pack of Sam Adams Oktoberfest, which is not unlike Dufftoberfest. 12, 12 ounce bottles for one penny less than sixteen fifty. It was sixteen forty nine.
1: Yeah, I just... Not to be... It's always cheaper to drink at home, right? Like, I don't want to hear that.
2: Exactly. This is not news to anybody.
1: This is not a surprise, but the point is that I have officially retired, except for that one night a year where mm-hmm. I do actually pay for drinks in the park, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm not paying for, for any... I, I might have to buy food from time to time, but I am not buying be, <laughs> drinks this year or beer. I'll be
2: honest with you, man. That that first night's the only night I drank, because that's opening night and that, and it was the opening day for Dufftoberfest. So I had to have a couple yeah. of Dufftoberfest. And then I saw a local brew from Cooking Can over by the Transformers tent. Had a couple of those. Which is great. And that's it, because... Man, the dehydration was real between the heat and maybe drinking a little more than I should when I was probably dehydrated. So, I hate to sound like an old man, but I am an old man, so no other way to sound. I've stopped when it's this hot because, like, it's going to be a double whammy on me, and I don't recover the way I did when I was, like, your age. So, I have not drank any other night except that first night, and until it gets... Back to the low eighties, which is a weird thing to say. I don't intend to again any other night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you've covered it there. Um, oh, we could we could talk about pricing of HHN yeah. all day, I feel like, at this point. But let's go ahead. Let's keep going around to prevent this from being a four hour podcast. We're already gonna hit the three hour <laughs> mark. Um let's hit shipyard 32, <laughs> horrors unhinged, which is definitely another one of those zones that is covered with fog. It, well, I don't think <laughs> this one's as nearly as it's bad as, as the bad. Other it's two. probably
2: because it's on the water, it probably gets some kind yeah. of as little as it is a little bit of airflow off that water and, and cleared out.
1: But it was pretty foggy last time I went through it as well. It was cool to see like a uh, uh one of the brooders in there, it was cool to see a two fairy in there. Um, I like the idea. Once again, the execution is kind of bare minimal yeah uh, bare, bare minimal that bare too. minimum so <laughs> it's i don't know this is by far the thing that I've spent the least amount of time in just because it's kind of in a weird spot and um i just i don't feel i don't feel like I'm missing anything in that zone this year, which is something like. Uh, With conjuring last year with that zone, you know, there was like shows and rituals and that sort of thing, which I know they're not going to do that every single year. But when you compare it to even what they were doing last year, the uh, putting people in boxes and just caretakers walking around with crowbars, it's uh, it feels very minimal.
2: I learned this year I really need to do a walk around the park the week before the event or the week before we do our collective ranking of things because i now hit the mark again if i would have seen with my own eyes what was there i probably wouldn't have made it my number one i just my imagination went way fuller tilt than what was there but having said that i like again like some of the it's it's the creature though it's like the, the humans are okay they do seem a l- little Is basic the right word? I don't know. Um, uh, But the creature designs are fun. I've enjoyed some of those. So, But this would not have been my, I think if I would have seen this, seen the props, seen the setup, really is what it comes down to. Because I envisioned, like you were saying with the stages, I didn't think there was going to be shows, but I thought they were going to utilize that space a little fuller than they're using it now. And if I had seen that they're not, it probably wouldn't have been my number one um, hype. But it was, and it's it's, yeah, it is what it is.
1: And then finally, we got to talk about Vamp 69, The Zone, which we have discussed several times as being like, huh, this is, it, I don't know if this works for me. It, it, Matt, did it work for you? No, it's
2: Dakota hit <laughs> yeah. the nail on the head. It's it's enough already. It's And it's deja vu. It's like,
1: been here, done this. Just different music, different yeah. different uh, soundtrack. It's exactly the horror movie situation yeah. where you had a really fun idea. You did a really great execution of it. The sequel, historically horror movie, probably not as good. So, you know, you're just kind of, all right, you know, I, maybe this is it for a while. And then this one, I actually do think is better than 85. However, I'm, I, I'm kind of over the vamp concept. Yeah. It's time to move on and find a new thing to do with vampires. This kind of goofier take on vampires is not working for me as much anymore. And as fun as it is to see them in various settings, we've, we've hit the point. And I, unfortunately there's a lot of good music in here, obviously, because like they're playing classics. <laughs> However, <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No, no, maybe you're going to say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, no, I w- Well, I'll finish this thought and then you can bring that up. But, uh, there's there's a lot of classics in this zone which is great but I would say that the playlist was very very safe. Like the like the almost just went on Spotify top 50 songs of the 60s and just played that.
2: But they really went for the like even leading up to this even the the artwork and the stage it seems they really swung for a Woodstock vibe not Woodstock itself obviously but a woodstock vibe and i don't think any single song of the acts in that song were, or any single performers of those songs were acts at woodstock i think ccr was right oh, i not haven't heard contrarian. that okay all right but, i haven't i've yeah. not heard ccr which i was surprised when i didn't so i haven't heard the so- hall soundtrack i swear to god if i hear sweet caroline one more time walking through there I'm someone's getting stabbed it's not as
1: bad as uh, <laughs> it's not as bad as shoot to thrill, but yes, oh. we Caroline does show up a lot in there. Um, but yeah, it just feels very safe because even in with eighty five, there was some fun while they were hits. Not every single song was immediately recognizable, and while I give them kudos for going for obviously some of the really big acts, like there's Beatles songs in here, several Beatles yeah, songs, which in fact, they were that, definitely not at Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> they, in they fact were, i questioned i, was, I
2: questioned we're in india at that point <laughs> fact, wait a minute yeah. um what was the one i said i heard on the way what was what was, give me one of the songs and i, I I'll, I'll test my it'll remind oh, me oh
1: was it was it get back hard, day, night, hard days night hard days night.
2: Hard days yeah. night yeah. yeah um i'm reasonably sure that was not recorded in 69 i forgot to look that up before we recorded
1: Oh no, Hard Day's Night, or excuse me, Hard Day's Night was 64. years beforehand. 64. Yeah. So what the? <laughs> Get Back <laughs> makes sense. You could have even done Sunday. I know Come Together is on there. That makes sense. But we didn't need three Beatles songs. <laughs> and and I, I love the Beatles. Like, I'm, I, I I'm do too.
2: And I'm, I have a feeling, and I have no, no information to back this up, but it seems between Sweet Caroline, Hard Day's Night, well, okay, Sweet Caroline, you're going to get some people, especially Boston fans, singing along. So that's a crowd interaction element. When I walked through during Hard Day's Night, almost every character was dancing. So I, th- I don't know if they're instructed to, to try to get everyone else to dance. I think that it seems like the soundtrack was picked to make, a, make that kind of like a street party atmosphere to get people involved and engaged. But it ain't happening yet so i i could be wrong too that's what it felt like to me that my all my us through but that just might be the situation i saw as i went through
1: yeah yeah and maybe it is just you know all these songs have been played <laughs> for decades oh God, at this point yeah. and we know all the songs and whatever but i'm just the 60s is such a rich era for music and like you said this is i could be wrong i could entirely be wrong on this and if that is the case Please tell me because I want to hear it. But to do Woodstock and not even get a Hendrix song in there? Yep. Or well, like- okay. I, <laughs> I am going to say you're where you may be wrong on that.
2: Hendrix's estate is insanely and infamously ridiculous to work with on licensing his music. So much to the point that the Jimi Hendrix story movie starring Andre 3000 didn't have a single Jimi Hendrix song in it.
1: You know what? I hear that. I don't care. <laughs> I know, but um, <laughs> <still>. <laughs> I, I don't give a shit. Figure it out. Um, <laughs> we could do it for Rock Band and Guitar Hero. They put Jimi Hendrix as a virtual avatar in Guitar Hero, but I, you could have played Fire in the Scare Zone. <laughs> but I believe—oh, is
2: that his recording? I was going to say, I believe that's a re-recording. I think that's a cover, isn't it? It might not be though. Now that fire? you Fire. Fire.
1: <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it was pretty common to cover all those songs back then. Yeah. But you know, it's once again, 85 was very uh, hits focused as well. I mean, Springsteen, Van Halen, Madonna, that sort of thing. But I just thought that that playlist showed a little bit more, Creativeness, (laughs) Creativeness <laughs> is that even the word in its its playlist and yeah. like that's being a music person just like you like that's the thing I'm I'm looking at not all the great vampires because we should say in the zone because somebody's annoyed they're like talk about the actual zone yeah good point um, the there is a lot of vampires yep, and exactly. victims in the zone and this zone feels alive in a really great way so I will say that it is always fun to walk through yeah. Um, but I just think Vamp is is done for me, and I really don't want to see a house, and I definitely don't want to see another scare zone. It's
2: yeah, it's the same feeling when the Purge came around. I think the third time was it three times in that area, or is that yeah. my imagination? I thought it was three too, so, and I always enjoy the Purge in there. I think that is custom built for the Purge because that's basically the first movie. But even then, it's like okay, let's come on, it's deja vu again. Let's get something different here. I'm at the deja vu point, okay. and and. Yeah, I'm just ready for something else. I I'd like I will say in, to to give some positive to it. I don't want to sound like everything's negative and the scares zones to be those uh, I the the music and the stage the main stage like not I'm not thrilled by that. Those little sub stages are pretty cool. I like I like the the little vignettes they're putting off on shows on those little
1: side stages of booths and whatnot that I enjoy. It does remind me of like Shady Brook. Yeah, yeah, kind of does. Yeah all right i think it's time to talk about the houses matt let's let's hit them do you have any sort of order or should we just whatever man whatever because i have even the one that
2: is on that will start it on the bottom when i after i saw them and probably made on the bottom i still have plenty to say about all of them all uh, good stuff to say so there's really no bad ending but if you pick that one last that's a bad ending
1: Okay, well, why don't we why don't we just go ahead and start with Portal A on the map, which is Blood Moon Dark Offerings. This has kind of been the little house that could <laughs> minus Darkest Steel. We'll talk about Darkest Steel. I feel like this and Darkest Steel were kind of on the same playing field, where people that were into the concept were like, "Yo, I think this is going to be good," and then people that weren't were like, "This doesn't really interest me." However, Blood Moon pretty consistently rocking out in the top five spot for a lot of people, not for me. And once again, that's not because I don't like it, but I guess I want to bring this point up before we go any further this year. Probably more than any event year I've ever gone is so dependent on your own personal taste Mm -hmm. and what makes you tick. What you like is going to determine if you don't like fantasy dragons is not going to be for you. If you love it, then it's probably going to be your number one. If you love monsters, Number one, if you are not as into the monsters as you are into Stranger Things, Stranger Things is going to beat it out. So, the point being is that this year is so, so subjective. And I feel like the last couple years, not even the last couple, the last, you know, forever, how long as I can remember, it feels like there's been the right answers. Like these should be <laughs> your top three. You sound like Twitter brought to life. Right, (laughs) these should be your top three. And this year, it's like you tell me so and so is your favorite house. I go, hell yeah, I get that, and and that's just a very cool, unique feeling. Yes, I'm
2: not sure what my reaction is supposed to be to (laughs) that. Yeah, I, I (laughs) mean, I kind of always, I've always kind of thought that in those terms of. with so that's really no different to me but I guess I guess what you're saying if I'm listening properly and, and observing what you're saying is that this year even more so than any other year if that is a way to summarize it
1: yes okay. because okay. Like, look, look look, so like take 30 for an example we pretty much all had Wicked Growth as our number one house or 90% of people did right so it's just one of those things where I feel like the last couple of years there has been a clear-cut winner for most people. Um, the last year, it was either Legends Collide or it was Dead Man's Pier um, or Dead Man's War. I always get them mixed up, but the oh, point yeah. being, I think is, I
2: got it mixed up when I was talking about scares earlier. But anyway, yeah, everyone knew what meant, and I'm sure they've read the comments of people correcting me by this point too, as well. So,
1: <laughs> sorry, bud. Um, but but yes, the the point being is that I think there's always been a clear-cut kind of top three the last few years amongst most people and this year everything is so it's going to be really interesting like maybe for the first time in a while i want to revisit maybe not do a full episode but get everybody on the hype episode to vote so i can see where we ended up with our final ranking kind of thoughts because it's going to be all over the place Yeah, i think so but let's talk about blood moon
2: Uh, okay. Um, this was a pleasant surprise, very pleasant surprise because it's, and this happens a lot with the originals. There's not, I think Dueling Dragons is probably the only one that we had an idea of what it was going to be because we knew it was based on. And the name Dueling Dragons kind of conjures up the idea of what the story is going to be. Blood Moon, all we got was a paragraph or whatnot and... Judge And I've seen a lot of reactions before the event started based on that paragraph, how awful it was going to be or how good it was going to be. And I was kind of cautiously in the middle, I think, in my rankings. I could be wrong. I don't remember what they were. But I I enjoyed this. I will say, though, here's, here's something strange. I thought it ended so abruptly the first run through. I was like, huh, that's a weird way to end it. But once I'm over that initial, I'm always in a state of awe in the first house of Halloween Horror Night, my first run through every house. Now that I knew what was sort of there, I got the awe factor out of me, and I was able to pay attention to what was happening room from room. The ending made a lot more sense, and I enjoyed it a lot more in subsequent wa- runs.
1: Yeah, you. I just pulled it up if you were curious. You did have this sort of towards the middle. It was in your number s- uh, four spot. Oh, okay. Looks like. so a little high, so, high middle. Sure. Okay. Yeah. High middle or whatever. But, um, yeah, this one did end up impressing me. I will say that the reactions out of TM preview were so high that I actually had this one a little bit higher than where it ended up for me. And that wasn't from disappointment or feeling like underwhelmed or anything. I think I just got caught up in that hype, um, where, I know that the idea of a colonial era kill cult is not necessarily something that speaks to me as a person. And, and that's the, the whole point is that even though this one might end up lower in my, you know, final thoughts, impressions or whatever, it's not because it's not good. I actually think that it's a, it's a tired out saying, but you know, I think most years this would be in the top three ranges for most houses. Mm -hmm. Um, but it it just, it hasn't connected with me as a person. And that's strictly because of the theming, the scares are there. The violence is there. It's bloody. It's gory. It's a great time. I just, uh, I, I don't connect with the colonial setting and that's all there is to it.
2: I don't know, man. I was, I was less, I was less hyped after employee preview because at least 30 people told me I wasn't ready for it.
1: (laughs) You know what? I still don't (laughs) think I'm ready for it. I don't think I'm going to be ready until November 4th. This is a really fun, bloody house. And I just think that if you that's what you expected going into it, and if you love Midsummer and you like the witch and you like that sort of thing, if you like folk horror, this is really gonna resonate with you. I
2: did expect the blood before any reviews came through because if you're gonna have a house called Blood Moon and it's mm-hmm. gonna be the blood house, what are you doing? So that was I had that expectation before any reports came through so that was that and that's something i was uh, there's always got to be one that's that's bordering on gore if not gory and i was expecting it to be this and i think it is i can't really think of another house that's in
1: contention for that that particular title yeah minus some other the scenes that we'll we'll talk about a little there's bit that. later there is that is yeah. The yeah yeah that's a good point yeah. um but overall definitely the violence house i think that's fair to say um... But yeah, let's go ahead and keep going around because let's go ahead and talk about the house that you always forget exists. <laughs> I do. And I enjoyed <laughs> it. I enjoyed it. The, the times I've gone through it, I, I, I don't expect
2: that to be any different. But man alive, dude, can I not remember yeah. for the life of me that, what is it, The Exorcist, New Beginnings? Is that its full title? Exorcist Believer. Believer. Yeah. Jesus. See, I can't even remember the title. I New Beginnings forget. is Friday the 13th. It's, <laughs> been, it's been like eight <laughs> nights and, and like, like I said, I divided, two nights I went to all 10 houses. Both nights, I'm like, what the fuck? House is left. Oh, all right, that one. And then the other ones where I split them up. I was on that second night going, I only did nine. What's the le-? Oh, yeah, that's right. That house. I always forget it. I don't know why.
1: It's a, uh, you know what? It's okay because <laughs> this house does not forgive you and that's they true. will take out their yep. aggression <laughs> yeah. on you at a moment's notice. Um, Exorcist <laughs> believer, I will say, as someone who's kind of been looking forward to the movie um, as far as like a follow-up to the original Exorcist, even though the Exorcist 3 is great. You should definitely go watch it. What's with um, you
2: and the third sequel of movies?
1: Look, or second I love sequel, the I guess, you know what I mean. Yeah, love Exorcist 3. And Halloween um, 3. And Halloween 3, yeah, absolutely. Um, you probably like Ex- Expendables 3, 3 too. <laughs> I don't think I have a lot. <laughs> I could think of another one with the 3 in it. So <laughs> <laughs> um, Rocky 3. But Rocky 3 is a good movie. Rocky, th- Rocky 3 is a good movie. Yeah. It's better than Rocky 4, which gets all the credit. Um, I don't know. Rocky tra- well,
2: Charlie Day makes a good argument for Rocky 4. It's got Rocky, it's <laughs> got a Russian, and he beats the Russian's
1: face in. What more do you want? We were watching Sunny before <laughs> yeah. we started recording all these. Uh, We were watching the Me Too episode. <laughs> okay. yeah. Oh, comedy gold. Um, anyways, The Exorcist Believer is one of the big surprises of the season, I think, for pretty much everybody. And as someone who is looking forward to the movie but has been kind of cautious, if this is an idea of what the movie is going to be, if it's not just an original take on what they think the movie might be, I, I'm way more excited for that because if what we, we're getting is one of those perfect Requel formulas where it's like, hey, here's some of the stuff you know, but in a completely different setting, we're reframing it and we're amping things up. And this house, I don't like as much as the Exorcist from 26. me personally, I could totally see most people preferring, This house over that one, though, because of the variety of scares, the variety of scenes, and uh, frankly, just how intense this house is.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I was, I for not, that was my biggest concern is that there was going to be really nothing to see in this house because that's kind of been the reputation of movie preview houses. And my two examples are always going to be was it Dracula Untold? there's nothing in that house and then yeah. crimson peak in hollywood there's nothing in that house so i was like okay we're they're not going to we're, we're not going to we're going to see hints of the possessed character we're not going to see any specific scenes that we're going to be able to pick out in the movie there's going to be no spoilers there i was shocked of how much of a story was in here now whether or not that story is is 100% drawn from the movie or from the final what's going to be the final cut of the movie we don't know yet but i don't care because this this was a, a, a full fledged story beginning to end for a haunted house. You know, there's, there's, there's a big leeway in calling it a story. Uh, and it's, and it's actually, when I say, I forget that it's there, that's actually not a bad thing because when I remember it's there, it's always a low weight and it's always a good run through. So win, win for me on
1: that one. Yeah. Like I said, I went through this, uh, pretty much completely alone. Just the two of us the other night and completely had my shit rocked. Um, <laughs> The, the horn demon in there is an incredibly great design. The actual possessed girls are doing their best. And I actually think uh, I say doing their best like a bad thing. Like they are, <laughs> they are kicking ass is what I mean to say. Um, not that they're doing their best. Um, but one of the coolest scenes that I've experienced this year and might even make like a top five scene, which is really hard this year. But anyways, one of my favorite scenes this year and just in general is when we walk into the room where the exorcism is happening Mm -hmm. and then the exorcist uh, or the exorcism doesn't work and we don't know the context. Does it it backfire? Does it not kick into gear? Whatever it might be. And then you round the corner and you walk into the same room that's been completely overtaken with the demonic energy. That is so cool. And it I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: I was just gonna say that's a pretty big surprise that they'd have that big of a story detail in this house before the movie is out.
1: Yeah, for sure. But isn't that scene cool? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's so neat. I uh I really like this house. I it has gone from my firm, like I'm not too keen on this. It feels like the throwaway house of the year. Um, no. That that's not the case. And, you know, there are some houses that unfortunately I don't think entirely come together that we'll talk about a little bit later, but it doesn't it does not feel like there is a throwaway house this year, which it has felt like that way in, in years prior.
2: Yeah, okay. And I could see how this would be because you can kind of get away with that based on the fact that it's a movie preview house. So but they did not. This is not the throwaway house. This is not a throwaway house. I'm not sure there is a throwaway house. There is one yeah. that I know is collectively at bottom on our list, but even I wouldn't call I wouldn't even call that a throwaway house.
1: Yep. That's exactly what I'm saying. Unlike, let's just say like some of the Blum houses that we've had prior <laughs> yeah. where it's very much just an advertising vehicle. None of the houses feel that way this right. year. They they feel like there was some actual thought <laughs> put into the right. execution. Exactly. Yeah. Which is offensive, I know, but come on, you know what I mean. Don't don't twist my words. Um, From let's keep going. calling me
2: a hater, that scare zone all night. Trust two's words. Where?
1: Oh God. Yeah, I'm already looking forward to the messages after we hang up. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about Stranger Things 4 because this was a little bit of a surprise for us as far as some people had it number one on their hype list. You and I kind of had it towards the bottom end. And uh, well, I I don't want to take away any of the thunder from you. So why don't you go ahead and tell me your thoughts on Stranger
2: Things? I was really surprised by this because um, I had heard as we all do from people different things i heard that the things i wanted most in this house were not there and the things that were weren't very good i, I so i my expectations were super low and that i don't know if that's working towards my benefit but i went through the first round of that house i, I loving it is this is a strong word because i need to save that for a couple other houses but i really enjoyed it I had a lot of fun and i don't mind going through it there are Two houses last year. I hated going through when people came in and that's all. And then when they didn't have a Express Pass, that's the only house they could go in repeatedly. I'm like, oh, my God, we got to do this one again. I won't say that with Stranger Things. I I thought they did a, a, did a really good job of it. I think one thing people can agree on that it's better than the second Stranger Things house but I mean come on really yeah. is that high bar across cross? Not I know really. right it's a compliment yeah. right I still think it's the first like, one's vastly better especially the Upside Down the Upside Down's an all-timer section of that house but Agreed Besides that there's some things that I kind of look look at and go like okay that's that's a that's a choice like uh the girl that got her body all twisted in the trailer in the opening scene I say, and like Yeah at first glance, it's like okay, that's fine. But once you know it's there, it's like it really stands out. And the um, bondage or bondage fetish Venick, the one that has his feet tied in the web because I guess they kept falling over or something. Oh. Yeah, that, that I can't <laughs> like, help no, but yeah. see that black strap around his ankles every time I go through. But besides that, I I, I have fun in this house. It's, it's 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 not bad at all. It's it's not what I it's not I was I was built up. Well, built down, I guess, in a sense, my expectations were built way down, and it exceeded them. First run through, and and I I enjoy going through it when I when I do.
1: I consider myself a very casual fan of Stranger Things, and. This was not number one on my list. I know some people love Stranger Things a lot more. And like I said, they had it really high. And I'm just glad to see that they're really enjoying those houses. I do think maybe I'm a little bit more critical of it just because I'm not the diehard fan. Mm -hmm. So as long as the fans are digging it, unlike The Last House, where even they were kind of critical... I think this is a success for me. This is pretty firmly like in the six out of 10 range. I just think that it doesn't entirely come together and it, you know, there, I don't like the shower curtain scenes. There's too many of those. And if you've been through, you know what I'm talking about? The big curtains and projections don't work as well. Yeah. And the
2: the first time I, I I couldn't help
1: but notice on my first run
2: through and they didn't bother me, but, Once again, once I get past the aspect of my first run through a house, that's when things start to sharpen and, and a little more reality sets in and they, that is a little, little more than they, I think needed to do for that. So that, that is, I definitely stood out more after my first run.
1: Yeah. And there there's some scenes that like I understand why they aren't there. I'm mm. glad we got an equivalent. Apparently it's it started to circle around a little bit, but the rumor on the street is once again completely unconfirmed is that there's a reason they couldn't quite do the guitar scene in this house, so they had to find another creative way yeah, was, to get around it. It does an interesting yeah. I at first I
2: thought maybe my memory of that scene is was wrong because I'd only seen it once and I I didn't almost I rushed through it but I binged the series but then I was like no I mean just in gif format it's already doesn't match so I know it's it's I I know what you're talking about yeah
1: yeah and I'm going to be honest. I don't think Vecna is as imposing as the Demogorgons. He's, I mean, you and I are pretty tall guys. I, (laughs) no shade towards the scare actors, but I'm taller than all the Vecnas (laughs) in the house. Most of
2: them. Yeah. (laughs)
1: I get it, you know, he's accurate to the show or whatever, so like, I just, I don't know, I viewed Vecna as a much larger, imposing presence, and he just doesn't do anything for me, so the scare factors aren't there, I will say there's some incredible casting for the kids in this house, uh, especially the uh, one of the Destins that, oh, it's a really impeccable, this is American uh, Horror Story Volume
2: 1 level casting as the face characters, in my opinion
1: yeah, that's fair but uh, overall, Stranger Things, even though it's not our favorite, still positive. Yep. And if you were a Stranger Things fan, you were probably going to like it more than we did.
2: Yep, yep. yeah, I, I think so. I think it. I think it, it's um, definitely means more to fans. But it's one of those houses that if I go so- with someone and they want to see it, and I haven't used my Express Pass or the or the line isn't bad, I, I have no hesitation going again.
1: And that is, I I feel like that's maybe what I was trying to say earlier, but a little bit better, is that if I am there with a friend that's only going one night or, you know, they want to see their favorites that maybe isn't even my favorite, there is no house that I resent them for picking. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Yep. I will go wait in line for whatever house you guys want to do. I agree with that as well. Dueling dragons, choose thy fate. This was my number one. I think it was your number two. Does that sound right? I think
2: that's right. Yeah.
1: Obviously, the big expectation and excitement behind this because of the universal tie-in and just the interesting fantasy setting. And, you know, minus my single complaint is that I, I think that the house could have used another room or two. And I think we could have had a little bit more dragon attack. This is a really fun house, and I could definitely see this cracking into my top ten. Just period.
2: Well, we are, I think, on those lines. I think we're sacrificing a room to have this unique ending because the walk to get to the ending is about the length of a walk of one room, maybe a little more, or definitely, definitely one, I'd say. So, and considering this is something unique, and it's not, and it's not. Set up in a way that they're going to end up cutting one side off like they have in the past, like in Scarecrow as an example. The fact that we're going to have this all year, I am willing to make that
1: trade. I'm happy with that trade. I guess you chose thy fate, huh? (laughs) Um, But I was, you know what? I I'm of two minds here because yes, you're totally right. It is very cool. And I love the way that they've pulled it off because there is a sweet little reward, or even when you lose it, there's a little bit of uh, satisfaction with seeing Merlin's head Merlin with a Y seeing his head pop out in the, in the arms of one of the wizards. But I, I you know, as a local, who's going to have a chance to see this thing so many different times, I kind of wish that we had a little bit more show scene instead <laughs> of the choose the ending, but the appeal, the, the niche appeal of having multiple endings, outweighs that as well. So I, you know, I'm of two minds. I can see it either way.
2: And I agree now, but if I go through it three more times that I do not see Merlin, I am, this is on the bottom of my list. I'm getting tired of going through Matt it. Matt has not won it. yet. Once. I've yeah. seen his head. People know what I'm talking about with that, but I have not seen him. So now I am sticking with going through ice. Just go. I'm just gonna go through ice until I see him, and then I'm gonna go with my gut and have fun through that. But if I, I swear, if I don't see him, even going through ice every time, I am going to lose it. It's like try to think who I never saw in Icons. There's one I never saw. Wasn't Lady Luck? Ah, was no, it? I saw her, and I saw. Well, you and I saw Caretaker together. I saw Jack. Is a storyteller. I saw a storyteller. I think it was director, maybe. I don't remember. Oh, there's one. There's okay. one. I could. It was my. It was my white whale, and I, I could never find them. If I don't see Merlin, I am going to be so unhappy. I don't even know what word to pick to describe how I feel because
1: I haven't. Seen what's going to happen? What's going to happen? We won't tell you, but um, me and, and Raina or whoever else will go through before yeah, that's a good like t- t- <laughs> 15 minutes before you we'll with go with this walk yeah. a path and then we'll be like hey go, go down blue and uh you just, just, just text, follow just follow our me. direction yep, yep yeah yeah that's we'll figure out hashtag get matt to see merlin 2023 <laughs> it's so
2: it's just the the, the <laughs> statistic the statistical odds of me not seeing him is getting more and more astounding each each run through. I was like it has to be this time. It has to be this time. It has to be this time. I still haven't seen them. It's it's crazy how, how the how those numbers are working.
1: Yeah, I think the setting of this I love the facade is massive. It's yeah. one of those it's not as You know, there's no kinetic movement. It's not like scary tales or anything like that. I kind of wish that we had a live Merlin introducing us, but that doesn't work for the story. Merlin's already been turned into the enchanted oak. I get it. So when we go in, we go into the fairy forest and then we get to experience the beautiful laser tag vests of (laughs) Blitzrock and Pyrock. I really like those. It worked for me. I like those a lot. I do too. And I love we get the transformation scenes. I love the dragon claw attack. I, it is one of those things where I think if you do not know the story, good luck. Um, like it's going to be interesting wondering what's your average night guest. Like, is this something that they're figuring out the story? Do they even care? Yeah. Are they just enjoying being in a castle with dragons? Maybe none of this matters, but this house works for me. I
2: think this has my new favorite sound effect. My favorite sound effect for the longest time is, well, not that long, because it's a fairly recent year, was the the train in Paris. And then they used it again in, um, uh, what was that? Seek and Destroy, is that what it's called? No, that's not what it's called. That's a Metallica album. The, <laughs> that was the one, that the post-apocalyptic one last year. Um, oh God damn, what was it? God
1: oh descendants
2: of destruction Yeah, that's where i got okay i was like please tell me one of the words i said is in there thank god um (laughs) but now the sound of like the the best i can call it and it's probably inaccurate is like the ice lightning when the ice shoots down the walls of those lights there's this there's this it's not a swoosh it's not a wind it's not a crash it's this sound of its own it might be my new favorite sound
1: effect i love just listening to this house it's a very cool, uh, I don't know how to describe it besides Dungeons and Dragons, Atari, commercial, <laughs> yeah. Star Wars, sound effect. I know the one that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is a cool house. Yep. Uh, and it's it's also a fiery house. <laughs> Choose thy fate. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, I'm glad that you and I both like yeah. it. Um, because this, this could have been a war between the two of us if, if one of us didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Well, we'll come back to dragons in just a couple of weeks, but (laughs) we got to talk about Yeti campground kills starring uh, Kitty Marcellus. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, hey, Matt, Yeti third. Well, technically second, but third Yeti outing. If we're counting Slaughter Cinema, I guess fourth if we count Hellblock. Anyways, oh, right, second yeah. <laughs> full second featured Yeti house. Um, there was a lot of conversation about hey, Yeti fatigue. Is it too soon? Is it time for them to be back? Um, how you feeling about campground? I enjoy it. It's fun. It's different enough, but yet
2: reminiscent of the other two that you can see it being of the same world in a sense. And this is going to be very hypocritical as opposed to what I just said about the vamp scare zone. I enjoy it this year. I welcome it this year. One more year might push me into fatigue. I, I think I, I think we should go out on this on a higher note than it could have been. It might not be a high note, but it could have been a much lower note. So that's that's kind of my overall feeling of it, other than just being a fun house to go through.
1: I really like this house. I have a fun time walking through this house. Every run has been great. Billy should die. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> but I really hope this is the last Yeti house. Yeah. You've got, you know, I I know <laughs> I know there's members on the A and D team that have been trying forever to get your Bigfoot Sasquatch house. You got it let it go you, you've you've it's, you've you've reached nirvana what's, it's what's, it's time to to move on
2: what's the next one gonna be we're we gonna follow the star wars path and it's gonna be a, a, a desert yeti is there is there only like one environment per world in the yeti world
1: biodome Yeti, yeah <laughs> love it um yeah and, and this is really fun i mean i like the idea of the campground i think that they really do use the setting to its fullest potential there's i guess my big thing is that there's kind of a lot of recycled stuff. Like you were saying, there's a lot of recycled stuff from the last house um, where it's just like, Hey, we're just in a different setting. So copy and paste this over. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm done with it. I (laughs) fun house. I I don't need any more yeti content.
2: And then after all this, the stinger is one of the snow yetis from last year. Yes. So we're again, we're, we're, um, I don't want to say tapping Noel again, but we're we're reminded of how much we've had him. I guess she's I, I, is what I'm trying to say with this.
1: But we do get the triumphant return of H H N Bear, who's yeah, the hero cool. of the people <laughs> and the hero of all of us. He dances every single time we see he, him, and uh, we we love
2: him. He I was there during cast change. He got a bigger cheer from the crowd in the line than Jack ever got walking around the park in 30. I'm sorry, but it was true. <laughs>
1: HHN bear is a hit. He needs to be in one house every single year. Um, unlike the Yetis do, do stop using the Yetis, bring in HHN bear. L- let him be an icon next year. Yeah. I want to you know go. his backstory. Yeah. Uh, no any,
2: one, anything no, else? no one Ed? that is, is a familiar with Halloween Horror Nights history would have any idea why that is, is if he was the icon, they would have no idea what's going on with this character. <laughs> what?
1: Why is Papa Bear is on dancing? all of these t-shirts? Yeah. <laughs> um, Chuggy, ultimate kill count. We've been all over the place with this house, Matt. It's gone from, I'm excited to see this. I'm still excited to see this, but there's other stuff I'm more excited for. Yeah. Um, it's It's been all over the place, but now that we've finally seen it. Where are we on Chucky?
2: This does suffer a little bit from me over imagining what it was going to be, but I do think it does also under deliver on what the description was. Somewhere in between is where this house is. It's, it's, uh, this is, this is to go right, cut right to the chase. This is probably my, my, gonna be my number 10 when all's said and done. But there's a lot of good in it. It's just, it's, there's also a lot of Chucky, which is, that sounds weird until you see it. And everyone who's listening to this has probably seen it. Most of them are very static. There's not a lot of puppetry. And I think I was very expecting stiff. more of that. So that kind of disappointed me a little bit. And I I, if I if would really, anyone that, that wants to go see this, that comes and visit me, I'm going to do my best to convince them not to go through during the day because that transition is so jarring in the daylight. It's much better at night, but we saw it the first time through the daylight. And it's almost like you're resetting yourself and you have to start all over again. I, that I think that worked against it as well.
1: Yeah. I've seen this one two more times since then. And yeah, I agree with you. I feel, I I feel for Chucky and, and stranger things. Those are very firmly just going to rock out in the nine and 10 spot with Chucky being 10. I, I really don't, nothing's going to change that to, to be perfectly honest. However, I still don't think it's a complete failure. I, it is funny. I've seen this is where you are going to get a little bit of shadiness okay. from me, but it is uh, not not about you. But I've seen people that have only gone, you know, two, two years and they're calling this the worst house HHN's ever built. And I say oh, it's not even I don't know about the worst house from the last two years. Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah it's not, you're I, right. It's not even the last
2: the worst house for the
1: last two years. Yeah, yeah. The, we've had worse stuff. Come on, folks, D- stop being ridiculous. I still think I this is two a five. I fear factor. I thought you were going to say, fuck off. Oh, no,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't chase fans away. But I I was going to say, (laughs) I I will say, I I will pull the experience card and say, you haven't seen a bad house. (laughs)
1: I've I've never, um, (laughs) I didn't see Fear Factor, but Fear Factor is always the (laughs) go-to for me, too, where I'm like, hey, we did Fear Factor. Um, Or in my case, Lunatics Playground, which was good for a weekend. (laughs) It It was good the opening weekend, I heard. Um (laughs) heard on the show at one point too. (laughs) Yes. Chucky is a is a firm five out of ten for me. I think that maybe in a weaker year it would be elevated a little bit, but this house does feel cheaper than the rest. And I know that is they're they're encompassing that in the story where it's like, hey, this is it's the shitty house HHN was building, and Chucky's not happy. And to that I say uh, I don't really care. <laughs> don't um, either, if, yeah. if it's bad, it's bad. It doesn't work yeah. for me, and I just think that between the static Chucky's that you brought up, not really being super into the source material, I I like him, and, and I would say you actually like Chucky more than I do. Um, I, I, this one just does not come together for me, and I, I just wish I wanted this to be kind of a surprise, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe that doesn't help either is where I kind of went in and I'm like, Hey, you know what? This one has potential to surprise me. And then when it was what I thought it was going to be, I was let down by my own <laughs> yeah, trying yeah. to boost it up. I know you yeah. Mean. It's a never ending yeah. circle. Right. I know exactly what you mean.
2: It's, it's like I said, I think, I think there is a, I think, I think there is a level of under delivery. I guess that's a word, but there's also, that's also as, as far as, as they missed the mark of what, they described my expectations were also way over the bounds of what I should have expected. So those combined, that makes a very huge gap, which kind of is a little bit of a shell shock initially. But once I came to terms to what my expectations should have been and what they can do with the character and the concept I'm meeting somewhere in the middle, it's never going to be my favorite house. I don't think it's ever going to be anything but number 10, but having said that it's probably the best number 10 there's been in a very long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's entirely fair. I will say, uh, I don't know how this is working for a lot of people. I don't think it's just us because walking through the other night with a a one-night guest, um, I was listening, just kind of going through, and I I heard the people directly behind us who were not part of our party, uh, but I heard them behind us, and the guy just goes, oh, yeah, this is by far the worst one we've done so far. (laughs) That's stuck with me. Yeah, something like that yeah um but yeah it was it was pretty funny it made me laugh um but yeah chucky i'm not here to beat up on you i do think that maybe there is a chance that this does this house has the most potential not to reinvent itself but kind of have a little bit of revitalization as they figure out more of what they want this house to be um But I still, just for all those reasons I've listed, I really don't see it changing from where I've got it. Yeah, yeah, me neither. All right, so continuing our our voyage, (laughs) we're going to go over next to... Why isn't
2: Fantastic Voyage being played in VAP69?
1: Wouldn't it be great? (laughs) We're going to go ahead and go through the Men in Black portal because we have to talk about Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. Well... So start off
2: with, I mean, that. How about the twisted line we go through? Is have we ever had a path to a sprung tent like this before? That and since you've been going. Oh, bugs! Bugs was the exact same last year. Never mind then. I retract. I retract everything I just said in the past
1: seventeen <laughs> seconds.
2: <laughs> I guess I forgot that. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, you're right. Damn it. Okay, never mind. Yeah, never mind. And you
1: liked that house.
2: Yeah, well, nothing wrong with bugs.
1: It was. It was just okay.
2: Okay, that's not necessarily anything wrong. People say that about this show. It's just okay.
1: (laughs) Shout out to that guy who says we swear too much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. This is the Icon House of the Year. And uh, what's fun is that we actually get several key moments with the icon himself, which I think is a big change of pace. It's not the first time it's been done, but... He shows up in three different sections of this house, and that's really cool. I think this is the first time, and I mean ever, of me going, this is my
2: 24th, 25th year? 24th, 24th, 1999, so 24th year. I. It's the first time I've actively reserved any judgment on this house after my first walkthrough. And a lot of that, I didn't know 100% for sure, but I had a feeling... I, all of that, if if not a lot, just a lot of that, or I should say a lot of that, if not all of that, is because there was no Doctor Oddfellow in our first run through, and I was like, "This is not the way this house is meant to be seen
1: whatsoever." Nope. We did not, yep. yeah. We walked through multiple empty. Scenes it was on it our was it through.
2: was clear that that was not the way the house is supposed to be seen. I said, "I I have no I I I." actively had no opinion of it until I got a full run through of it, which I've never been able to do before this time I was able to do it. And I'm glad that happened because the next run through when it was fully cast was awesome. I love this house a lot and it's not even in my top four. Well, no, I picked it as a top four at the end there. So, yeah, I'd love this a lot.
1: This is one of those houses that I feel silly because a lot of people have this in their top three. It's not for me, and it just comes down to this is a really good carnival aesthetic house. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of not super into carnival haunted houses. I've seen so many of them over the years. That's not a detriment to what this house is trying to do. Our, our buddy Mike from HSN 365, one of his favorite houses of the last few years. And one of ours too, Matt uh, was puppet theater. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree that I think puppet theater was kind of the, the pinnacle of this sort of, even though like they're different, but there's enough of that overlying kind of structure that I felt in puppet theater that is being replicated here. Um, and maybe I'm rambling, but anyways, I still really like this house. I think this is a very good carnival house. This is definitely one of those ones where if you're like, This is my favorite thing this year, I go, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, right. Hell yeah, yep. it is. Um, I totally understand. It's just not for me.
2: Yeah. No, I'd, and that's fair. Yeah. I know I, I I'm not gonna argue that. I I th- it's that's what's that's what's going to be really tough when it comes to rankings actually really gonna be really fun if we get some numbers together from other people too it's just it's it almost feels like there's a really a big chance of the top up to five maybe not all five but up to five houses being dead tied if we were to do a number structure on best houses there there's so many good top tier houses this year
1: Yeah, absolutely. This house is super cool because there are lots of tie-ins to HHN history. I mean, we knew going in, but the fact that we actually get to see the murder slash creation of Jack the Clown and not even like a focal point scene, but as this little Easter egg in the house is possibly one of the coolest things I've ever seen at HHN. That was, yeah. Yeah. And I was
2: happy to see. I was like, okay, I I completely understand acknowledging Jack, but I was really afraid that like the finale was going to be like Jack and then he was going to slowly that, like he'd be so well received, he'd slowly creep deeper into the house, but there's really no opportunity for that, which is this is this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted as far as that appearance and then what I wanted with Oddfellow. And I think there's a I don't know if the story is being told the way I want, but there's pieces of this that add to a story that are amazing that the second full appearance of him on stage, his, his trigger and his set is probably one of the best new additions to his lore. That is awesome.
1: Yeah, I love it. And you know, we're talking about the set, but the story is set before you even get in it. We talked about that long walk, but when you round that corner behind MIB and you get to see that (laughs) Awesome projection, big top circus tents and the lights and everything. It's, it's, it's very cool.
2: It's one of those things that I look at and say, how did you not think of this before? But I never thought, I've never sat here and said, you know what? They should do a projection on this sprung tent. So, you know, I didn't think of it before and there's, there's a first time for everything. And my God, is that a great freaking reveal for that new addition to the, to the whole, the whole event, man, that is awesome. That looks so freaking good.
1: Now, Matt, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kind of ruin things for us because we're talking about how we're so proud of them having restraint and not using Jack. How cool would it be if that closing night or Halloween night, that final little scare in the house, they just put him in there no, for just no, one no, one no, evening? No, no. Uh, I would love to see it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm just I'm actually saying that for shock value. That
2: that's that's yeah, that would be fine. And that I don't I don't know if they would or not, but that. It's kind of those last nights. All rules are off, and um, they've even the the uh, the, the uh, creators even talk about how they take roles in those last few nights to have fun out there to be characters again, go back to their roots. So yeah, all, all bets are kind of off in those yeah. last nights. That that really wouldn't bother me. I was just I was fucking with you.
1: I know, I know. I've been attacked by five foot two leather faces I know. on I closing night. Like oh, yes. yeah, yeah. So I'm good with whatever, yeah. but. Yeah, I, I will say, you know, I just love the amount of Easter eggs in this house. It's so dense. There's so much to look at. And um, I just, I don't know. I, I joked around with you guys the other night, but I can just tell they cast some people that really love being clowns in this house. Oh, yeah, right.
2: <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't really consider that. But when you say that, and I remember what, how remember those specific characters in those scenes, you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did I forget anything? Is there anything else we need to say about this
2: guy? No, not until we dissect it on our very last overview, I would say. I mean, we got we yeah. got still got like seven, what, seven weeks plus, so we got time.
1: Well, we're almost done. We're into the last three. Let's talk about the little house that could that's just completely rocked our world and has rocked pretty much everybody we know's world, uh, the darkest deal. Yeah. And Oh man, once again top 3 could edge out into the top spot. I don't know. This is one of those houses that has everything. The set design is beautiful. The scares are 100% there and the storytelling is simple but it works so well. They're they're telling that story in such a fun way, that classic legend. This is just this is this is a hitter. Uh, this could easily be an all-timer by the end of this thing.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I was completely wrong about this. My biggest fear was it's uh, Spirits of the Coven Part 2. Just That's the vibe I got it from day one. Could not shake that vibe no matter what you said and what everyone else said. I'm like, it's going to be Spirits of the Coven Part 2. I'm not going to like it. It's going to be boring. It's be my, my least go-to house, and it's 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 up there. It's, it's tied with Dueling Dragons and Monsters is my favorite, and I don't know which one's going to win in the end. Yeah, this is awesome. I love this. I love the character design. I love the story. I love the work of, I guess, projected shadows. I don't even know how they do that to tell you where you're at in the story and what's happening, whether you, if you can't quite hear it or saw everything in the story, it is, uh, it's one of the most well done story houses I've seen in a long time. I absolutely love this house
1: the general eeriness in this house. And even though I don't want to compare, you know, I'm from the South. I don't want to compare, you know, Southern things just for the sake of doing it. But this feels like um, graveyard games meets what universal does really well with the Mardi Gras tribute stores. So what they've been doing with that kind of Gothic graveyard setting, what they're doing with Delta blues and Mississippi and the way that they are transporting you into that environment. I, this is one of those things where, you know, as much as I love dragons, I'm very much aware that I am in a universal soundstage. Mm. I'm in a beautiful universal soundstage walking through this great house. This feels like a real place. Yeah. 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 It, I feel like i am involved in that environment. And I think that another thing that really works for me is the diversity of characters in this, um, it feels like every scare you bump into is something distinct and different, and I just think that's so neat. Yeah, it's
2: yeah, it's just a, it's a.
1: I I am I am
2: surprised. I was blown away the first time I saw it, and I'm still surprised how much I like it. I I even considered it, is it is it one of those things where it's 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 so far out of my expectations that maybe it was more of a a surprise in me enjoying it. I'm like, no, I just really like this house. It's, it's both. It would surprise me at first and I've grown to really enjoy it. And it's one of the few that I, I think I see every night, even when I split houses up, I usually have time to slip one in and it's, it's, it's well, okay. no, there's only one house. I do that every, every time for this one's the second most. And I think anyone can guess what that one is at this, this point, if they've heard any past episodes of this show, <laughs>
1: This is the house that I walk to the back of the event for. Yeah. For me personally, um, this is why I make that trip all the way back there, and I do not regret it. If I could only do one house in the evening, and this might actually end up, you know, deciding what my number one is at the end of the event. Mm-hmm. I th- right now, I think it's this one. I think this is the one I go to. Nice. Um, so yeah, yeah I, uh, I like that me. you. Agree- yeah, yeah, you're not even trying to disagree. No, no, like, I I,
2: I, no, I was, I was wrong. My, my, my initial uh, or my what I imagined this would be was wrong, and I don't mind saying it. It's yeah, it was. I was way off on this, and uh, that's that's a great thing. I these, this is an occasion I don't mind at being wrong at
1: all. This is, um, I guess, before we go forward, I just want to put this on the record for my own recollections and five years when who knows where the show is. We're still hanging out. We're drinking. We're, we're paying $35 for a yeah, right. no Shit, fest. Um, I want to, <laughs> I just want to remember this because the other night I had one of the most chilling moments I think I've ever had in an HHN house. Scarecrow, still the scariest house. I don't think anything's going to change that for me. However, the legitimate chills I got the other night where in the first show scene, when you're walking in, you're walking through the corn stalks and you eventually reach the crossroads and that's where the deal is happening. Right when you make that turn there, that is your first encounter with the Satan figure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like when he's actually in his full guise, horns, goatee and everything like that. And instead of, you know, the traditional thing where it's the uh, boo hole, uh, it's the boo hole trigger that gets you They jump out the lights flash and you got the scary thing in your face. I was looking to my left and I was kind of looking back. I don't remember if it was at you or the scare actors behind us that was doing the, the contract scene or whatever. And I I looked right. And inside there, I just see this physical embodiment of Satan (laughs) far enough back where he's completely encased in shadows. And he's got this huge grin on his face. That was the single most spine-tingling moment I have ever had at HGN. He didn't even jump out. He didn't do anything. But just, you know, the scare actor was probably even, you know, phasing out. He's on his, (laughs) you know, 36 minutes. He's clocking out in 10 minutes or whatever. But that costume is so good and just seeing that glaring back at me like a paralysis demon in the corner right. of my room that's awesome see really rocked me see, and cool. uh yeah. i'm still
2: thinking about that yeah that's cool that's cool i'm and I'm, I'm happy you had that experience and it's yeah and, and that yeah it's a it's a great house you know i was i was wrong what more can i say how much more can i say i was wrong not enough when you're married but that's another story for another podcast
1: uh yeah let's let's not even dive into that one because (laughs) we got to talk about if you do get into a marital dispute there's only going to be one of you left and you could call that the last of us Um, (laughs) (laughs) the last of us of course based on the hit playstation game sort of based kind of on the hbo series that was based on the uh, the game and um this is obviously the big hit of the season this is the house that's kind of carrying things along with stranger things as far as the biggest weights. And I imagine that's only going to go up. And um, Matt, I feel like last of us is the house that we've seen together the least, just because it's, it's usually one that we don't make it back to together. So where are you sitting now a couple times having gone through
2: I, it? I like it a lot. And I'm really glad I took time to familiarize myself with the original material, as opposed to just the show, which I haven't actually seen. Uh, because i i think i think i sort of liked it for what it was without knowing it but it actually meant a, a, like it it meant it was more there's some more significance between the, the scenes and the characters particularly the 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 i don't mean, know we would call them, the the creatures the monsters so i'm really glad i took the time to familiarize myself with that I think the most unfortunate thing of this is where it is demographically with other houses that I love more. It kind of gets skipped over. I I have nothing against going through it again and many more times. But it's like when I'm headed that way, I'm like, yeah, Darkest Steel on the left. I got Last of Us on the right. I'm going to slip over to Darkest Steel, you know, and then or I'm going to walk by both those and go to Monsters. It's an unfortunate position for me to go see as often as I probably would if it was almost anywhere else in the park.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I 100% agree, but that spot that they've put it in, it's in the new parade building, and uh, holy cow, they use every single (laughs) inch of that space. This is another one of those houses that I'm not as familiar with The Last of Us property. I've never played the game. I did watch the show in preparation for HHN. This is a hugely enveloping environment. Um, It's massive. The fact that most of the scenes in here have roofs, and things to look at above you and just the sheer amount of detail in this house. As someone that isn't as into post-apocalyptic stuff, this one has climbed for me quite a bit um, and I've had two really good run-throughs. I think this one's going to continue to improve as time goes on and um, I could definitely see this ending up in my top five, which is not what I expected going in.
2: I need to see it a lot more before I can tell you where it's going to land So, um, but I, I can't say it's not going to be there too. I don't know yet i don't know this this is the house i think i've been through second least so i got some catching up to do
1: yeah i definitely need to go through it a couple more times too but I, um, I'm i going to have a very special uh, moment with this because this is one of my uh, co-hosts on Grim Burning Host, uh, Brad Jost. Uh, this is one of his favorite things of all time, oh, okay. it's the last series. So just having that association, getting to walk through this with him for the first time is probably going to seal the deal for me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And then finally... The one we've been waiting for, yep. the one that we intentionally went in this way so we could cover it last, sorry, Blood Moon, uh, was Universal Monsters Unmasked. We got to talk about this. I, uh,
2: the, uh, my opening statement has to be is that, that it did not disappoint any in any way, shape, or form. I, uh, I'm i not even sure what to say after that. So you take the lead, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably ride on what you say because I just don't know what to say other than fuck yeah it's awesome <laughs> but i mean there's walking more to out. say about it than that
1: <laughs> yeah walking out you, you know you and i looked at each other and we were like holy shit yeah. um <laughs> that's basically the whole general vibe um we saw this one kind of middle of the i think this was like number five for us on opening night because i don't we even remember but, started with okay. chucky and worked our way yeah. around but um this really surprised us um, outside of Bride of Frankenstein lives. I think you and I were both in agreement that this is the best universal monsters house so far. I think it's,
2: yeah, I think it's right behind that one. I mean, it's never going to be, nothing's ever going to be Bride Lives. I can't imagine anything ever beating bright lives. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, man, I have a, I have a, I real, have a, a deep affection for the first one in 29, but that's also because it's the first one. I think this might be better
1: yeah yeah this 2019 is hard to judge because the what a great house and obviously revitalized and set up our love for the universal monsters and but i'm going to prefer something that has a bit more of a story over a compilation at the end of the day and that's what gives this one the leg up um it's also just been a few years we've all got covid brain fog at this point so um, (laughs) and hopefully not again fingers crossed but My, my point being is that I, you know, I've, I've seen some people say, Hey, you know, this just didn't work for me as well as Legends Collide did. And I can understand that if you're really into the mummy, if the mummy is your favorite universal monster, you're really into Egypt, this one will probably win for you, but you and I just giggling like schoolgirls (laughs) in the, in in the invisible man. Oh, that was so good.
2: Oh, that's yeah. I just, it was, I mean, um, there's only so much you can do to pull that off. And I think we all knew exactly what, they were. I think we all, all had an idea that it was going to be exactly what it was, but that with the lighting and the, and the soundtrack and the direct quote from the movie, it's just so good to see in real life. Ah, oh, I love that part so much, even though you clearly see the guy's got a black mask. I don't care. I don't care.
1: A shout out to the guy um, in front of us a couple of nights ago. Hey, I don't even
2: know how to explain this. I was trying to think of this. I don't know how you
1: explain this without seeing it,
2: but go ahead. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just, oh, well. I'm going to revisit this in my mind as you're telling it, because it's probably one of my top five er- anything that's ever happened all in our night. Boom. It's,
1: so so Matt and I we're walking through this house and we get um we get to the first appearance of the invisible man. We've made it through the 60% phantom stuff which is great, but you know, we're we're here for for Mr. Jack Griffin. Um we make it to the first scene where he pops out and I'm going to get the line wrong, but he's where Matt is this right where he says you can feel my fingers around your throat. Oh, I don't even know what the exact quote is, but you you got the gist yeah. of it. Yes. Yeah, and he pops out, and we are behind an R.I.P. tour. And this guy in front of us, um, shorter in stature, gentlemen, um, he comes you know, face to chest with the invisible man, pops out, he does his trigger, and the way he doesn't hit the floor, but his jaw does. It it's, unhinges like a snake. You could have had, a, oh, God, that
2: would be the perfect sound <laughs> effect for the look on his face. His eyes got real big, his jaw dropped. But the, fu- yes. the funniest part was, and this is the part that's hard to describe. Uh, I can we've mimicked it. We we did it like seventeen more times that night. It's hard to describe. But he was looking in the same direction, stone faced, as he was when he reacted. So, like he never. It's not like he moved. He looked this way and like, oh my god. His head never moved. So it's like stone faced, stone faced, stone faced. Ah, it's it, it was just. That was one of those moments that was made for you and I to see because I can't believe we both saw it. We both looked at each other and both said, did you see that? And it was so freaking funny.
1: I don't know. uh, You know, look, I don't know if I believe in a higher power, but in that moment, I do. Um, Dr. Oddfellow brought us to that moment together.
2: It was just so funny. And all I can think of, and I haven't tried to analyze this much because it, it makes it less fun. He must have seen the Invisible Man standing there ready for his trigger and thought it was a dummy. And then yeah. he did his trigger. That's all I can think that happened to have the way that was timed and how his head never moved. Oh, I was, it oh, was so funny. I, I, oh, that is so one good. of my top five all time favorite moments at HHN. Now it was so freaking funny. It's
1: so good. There's so many great moments in this house. Obviously I love the Phantom of the Opera stuff. I think making him a little bit more leather facey is a fun change. Yeah, um, yeah. I like the tribute to the classic mask that we get in there. But, um, you know, we keep talking about the Invisible Man and we love him and he's the star of the show in our hearts. But Mr. Hyde, his stuff is incredible. That was, that was, um,
2: he, let's see, his first appearance was, oh, I love that we get that Jekyll and Hyde together as like a first appearance, even though they're not two separate people. So it's kind of meta. It's a little uh, outworldly, I guess. I don't know. But after that scene, Except for one run, the next hide has wrecked my shit every run through.
1: And it's just one of those scare actors yep. does not wait for the reset. Yeah. They just kind of hang it. It's an incredibly tight corner squeeze and it's, when you go through that first And it's curtain. behind
2: some sort of curtain of some sort. It's not the yeah. full plastic sheets, but it's some sort of curtain. The only reason he didn't get me one time was because it was cast change, and the whole line was stopped, and the guy in front of me was like leaning in that that passageway where that sheet was so i could see hide i could see the hides actually change and i could see the new hide the whole time i was there and he knew we saw him so he just didn't really do anything that's the only reason i didn't get wrecked i think
1: my favorite thing at HHN for a scare actor to do is when I'm directly looking at them and they still lunge yeah, at me. right. Yeah. And that hide is the king of that. And I love the... We get the spine rip right after That's that. That's awesome. He was doing a That's massage awesome. the other night. Yep. Yeah, um, I don't... I, I and The only thing
2: I can think <laughs> of, again, I don't need to know, but it, my, my mind wonders what's happening. The spine did look a little more um kind of out of whack than it usually does. So I wonder if it broke and it, they were just waiting till, you know the daytime to repair it so he improvised because he couldn't grab
1: the spine or something I don't know yeah the transformation right yep. after that is really fun and yeah there's just so many great little scenes in this one and I really liked Legends Collide I, I know unfortunately you didn't have a nope. good run of that one <laughs> no, last year not. But I'm just so glad that this one's working yeah. for you and I. My only complaint,
2: I mean i'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna give it the fair shake I gave our other other house. There's one thing I wish they had done that they didn't really do until the very end. I wish there was more of them like m- together. There's a very distinct change between Phantom to Invisible Man, to Jekyll and Hyde to Hunchback. and then we get three out of the four. Four if you count the last Hunchback Scare, but they're never together. I wish there was just a little more crossover instead of it being one, two, three, four. That's my only complaint, and that's nothing. That's minor.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I, I agree, and I totally understand where you're coming from there. They don't cross paths, and um, I guess from a storytelling standpoint, why would they be hanging out together? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but also... It would be cool to see Hyde and Quasimodo yep. engaged with each other or fighting each other We're or something both, like that. Both which killing
2: we- the same victim, you know, because is a, is a, is a, that's what it is. It's not them fighting. Yeah. It's not them even teaming up. It's each one of them killing through the city of Paris. And there's a headline for each one, too, which was actually kind of a neat touch. That was neat. The the whole, ex uh, with ex that's I'm not making fun of it. That's the French accent they use. And they talk about uh, that that particular killer that you're going
1: in to see next. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about, There's so much I want to say about this house, but we can't talk about all of yeah. it. But I still jaw hits the floor every time. I look like that guy in front of us yeah. whenever I see. Whenever I see the facade for this house, it's incredible. Yep. Yeah,
2: and the big Quasimodo scene. I was gonna say scare scene. Ah, oh, that's a chef kiss right there. That is. That's the best. That's one of the best things they've done in Monster House.
1: I watched a friend hit the floor. Yeah, that scene right. and ah, oh, so good. Which sucks. Uh, the only thing that-
2: uh, same the same run through where I didn't get wrecked, my shit wrecked by uh, Hyde, Mister Hyde, was um, that w- I, I didn't see that that scene because he was being harnessed at the time. I was like, oh, damn it! Oh well, I'll just have to go again.
1: That does suck. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that's a huge improvement this year that I've noticed is that. Generally, a lot of the scenes do not require extensive resets, so... I have not I mean I'm sure I've had one but no run in my mind has is sticking out as a bad one. No, I've nope. always had yeah. a very consistent experience even from night 1 yeah. with the exception I guess of that odd fellow run that had no odd fellow. And I
2: still like I was I don't know how I was able to just kind of like not even I remembered it. I remember it clearly but I was like that's not I have no opinion yet because I know that's, that that wasn't right. So yeah. I said yeah. the same thing about Last Jedi. Then I saw that again and went, "No shit, I was right the first time." <laughs> <I'm
0: just kidding. laughs> oh
1: god, let's, I'm not going to bring that up uh, with you. Let's get the crossover <laughs> audience here on the <laughs> Desk Network. Um, but yeah, you know, the only thing that could have made our experience better after that run through and seeing Mister Drop was if they would have greeted us at the end with the uh, green apple uh, funnel Yes. That was a nice surprise too. I couldn't have that and this is funny. This is coming from me as a sweet tooth. As
2: I say, the size of the Rock of Gibraltar. I couldn't eat that that often, but that night it was sticky hot, like it's night and every night in Florida. I was, I needed something cool and something a little, a little sharp. It was, that was perfectly refreshing and sweet and a nice way to cap off my night. I'm glad I tried that. I'll have it again, but I don't think I'm going to have it too much because too much of that, that's too much of a good thing, I think, in my book. But I, I like that a lot. That's the first specialty food I think I've had.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? I think that's a beautiful, sweet, maybe a little tart place for us to end <laughs> okay. the podcast tonight. <laughs> we've we've okay, covered smarties. a lot here. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, we've covered a lot from uh, Jungle of Doom to to Universal Monsters to Beer Prices. Um, we've hit it all. And I, I think that we've definitely got a lot more to talk about when it comes to HHN32. But just in case it wasn't apparent, and again, you're like oh man, what, what are what are, the, what are these guys talking Did they like it? Um, hopefully oh, that's God, apparent, yeah, yeah. because yes, we I, are having a blast I think we, this year.
2: Yeah, we probably should have, and this is hindsight, maybe we should have mixed it up a little bit, because we sounded like we didn't, I sounded like I didn't like it at all when we were talking about scare zones, but I think, I, I hope uh, my expression uh, or my true uh, uh, thoughts of the event overall are clear by the end here. I do love it. I, I And like I said, the scare zones, my opinion of the scare zones aside, if they weren't there, it wouldn't be the same. So I'm glad they're there.
1: Yeah, 100%. This is a very solid year and um, I'm very interested to know, especially from more nights of Hanging with Matt and some of you old timers that I know that have been going for a while with HHN, where does this stack up with this year? Like, Let us know. I, I definitely want to know uh, kind of how you're feeling about this year because it seems like everybody's having a blast. And if you haven't made it yet and you've listened to the spoiler discussion, maybe you've watched all those YouTube videos. <laughs> um, we know you're going to have just as much fun when you finally get here. And uh, we can't wait to see you. Absolutely. Yep. I I am.
2: Uh, if you would have. Any time the idea of a Wednesday or Thursday night came up last year, I was like, I am not fighting that traffic for a week night. A night where I have to work in the morning. I like, I can't wait for tomorrow to be able to sign off work. Tricky part is I'm on call, but I might roll the dice Wednesday and Thursday. Those are pretty slow days, like in general, so I, I might take that chance. We'll see. I don't
1: know, but I'll definitely be yeah, there. Let this me weekend. be. Let me be the darkest deal devil <laughs> on your shoulder and say, yes, you absolutely yeah. need to do it. Well, dude, that brings us to the end of our first impressions, thoughts of HHN32, and uh, we've been pretty busy over in the neo camp. camp. Yeah, what should yeah. we talk about? Um, What should we talk about? Oh, boy. Um, yeah. What What should we bring up? Well, we're
2: wrapping up the coverage of season five of what we do in the shadows and what we say in the shadows. That that Anyone that's a fan of that show knows we were robbed an extra week of enjoyment by them broadcasting or or however you watch it the last two episodes on the same night but we are we could not cover them in one episode we split up our episodes and that is about to come out and once that's out the entire five seasons of that show will be online if you're a fan of that and if you're not if you haven't seen that show yet and we're kind of in a dry spell of crappy tv check it out because if you're a fan of halloween Horror nights i think you'll like the show if not already familiar with it not the you can check out the podcast of course but i'm suggesting the tv show first otherwise the podcast won't make make much sense but that's not the only thing going on is it hunter boy this sounded rehearsed
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no no it's not Matt. i'm so glad you asked Um, i'm so surprised that you brought me into this but since you
2: did let me tell you (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, hey, guys, I I usually plug the socials and the other shows and everything, but I'm going to make this short and sweet because I really want you to do me a favor. Um, I don't ask for much. <laughs> However, I am going to ask you to do this because I've been working on a passion project and trying to get it out for a couple of years now, and that is a podcast dedicated to all things HBO's Tales from the Crypt. I think that it's really just one of the... All-Star uh, All-Star. <laughs> it's one of the All-Star anthology series of course, but it truly is a cornerstone of horror, especially when it comes to the television format, and the amount of talent and just the the absolutely insane creative teams that worked on this series blew me away. So I'm just I I've been trying to get this project off the ground for a long time a celebration of Tales from the Crypt. So me and two of my friends named Dan and Preston, Devilish Dan and Petrified Preston, and I'm Horrifying Hunter, we just launched that show. It's called Horrors from the Vault. It's right here on the NeoZaz network. You can listen to several episodes of the show. We upload a new episode every Friday, and we are just doing a full watch-along podcast for Tales from the Crypt. It's been super fun like i said we cover the creative teams we cover the episodes itself we cover the comic inspiration they're about an hour we won't take too much of your time um we love it and we hope that you'll join us over there uh the podcast is still getting off the ground so go check it out be be one of the first people because we would love to have you join us in the vault Yeah, i highly
2: recommend it. i really enjoy the show especially with the comic aspect of it because i knew watching tales from the crypt on hbo when i was much younger even younger than you which that was a point in my life believe it or not uh <laughs> there was, i knew i knew there was comics behind these stories but i didn't know anything about them so i'm finally learning that all these years later it's it's great i really enjoy it. you guys are doing a fantastic job But the amount of detail you're covering without it being too overwhelming or too much it's like it's just it's just enough and you guys have a really good chemistry which makes it fun to listen to
1: I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I thank you guys for hosting us. We knew it was the, the only home that we wanted to end <laughs> cool. up on and it definitely fits the, the Neos as legacy. And um, yeah, you might be saying, Hunter, how do you have so much time to do this? And to that, I'll say, I don't know, man. Thankfully the rest of these shows <laughs> right. are, are monthly and I don't, <laughs> that's the only weekly one I've got to do. Um, but yes, thank you guys. If you have checked it out, uh, I really appreciate it. And one of the nice things about tales from the crypt, well, not nice for them, but nice for us is that, um, tales from the crypt has some insane rights issues. So you can find whatever episode you want (laughs) on the internet at any time. (laughs) So you can watch along with us without spending a dime. Of course, the DVD sets are out there too, if you want something official, but, um, yeah, come join us. It's a good time, especially right here in spooky season. And, uh, yeah, like I said, that's really all I want to promote this time. Um, I want you to check out Horrors from the Vault and Matt wants you to check out what we say in the shadows and just enjoy all the shows on the Neo's podcast network. We don't know when the next episode of Catacombs (laughs) is going to be, not because we don't want to put out stuff for you, but this is something we look forward to all year long. So we're going to enjoy it and uh, get podcast stuff done later. I (laughs) I do believe our opening night episode will be the next one. I think I can say that much.
2: And hopefully it's out before closing night.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the catacombs of Halloween horror nights. We hope you'll join us next time, but until then stay foggy, my friends,
2: I'd say see in the fog, but I can't see shit in the fog. We are fucking
1: blind as (laughs) hell.
2: Thank you for listening to the catacombs of Halloween horror nights podcast. The catacombs of Halloween horror nights is a news as internet entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at newsaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright Universal Studios or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening.